Jordans. How are you doing? It's me, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. And me, Nico Luro. It is back. It is back. It is back. It is back. It is time for season six, people. How, how have we got here? <laughs> that's a good question do, do you know what though one of the key factors to it is fan support like you guys reacted and it just said keep going so we did so thank you guys and welcome back hope everyone's had a very a, a happy festive season as it were i don't like to call it christmas because i know there are multiple faiths out there and a happy new year so i hope everyone's doing good since christmas is for us did you get anything nice for christmas do you know what i'm not the winner i'm not gonna lie the winner was my um of a half mum, like hanging pair of trainers, man. Like you know when you see a gift and you're like, oh, a pair of trainers. And you're like, oh, 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 no. Good pair of trainers. Like, oh yeah, like no, no, thank you. <laughs> no, honestly, thank you. <laughs> it was one of those. So yeah. <laughs> Did I say no, thank you? Yeah, thank was, you. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Like, rah. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those. But, um, no, apart from that, you know what? I, I just welcomed the break. How about yourself, bro? Uh, got a few games, got a custom-made controller, and got a, I think it's down here, actually. Yes, it is. One sec. Apologies for the pod squad. We'll just be doing this in a visual format. I'll try and describe it. This, ha, 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 ha. This beauty. Oh, it is a cinema lens. Nice, 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 nice. Manual focus, manual aperture, all the way down to f1.5. All made of metal, no plastic shit. This is a thing of fucking beauty. Oh! And I've been trying it, playing around with it for the last few days with that new Sony camera I've got. Oh my God. <laughs> Bro, the images. It's like, good Lord, happy days. <laughs> I've already messaged a few of the creative agencies and just sent them in. I'm like, this is what I'm filming or not. They're like, we may have work for you in February. Like, I thought you might. <laughs> cool. Cool. Congrats. That's good. Man. Things are good, bro. Things are very, very good. Um, hmm. Not much to report, to be honest. Well, do you know what? I feel, I feel we're being very rude. It's only three minutes in. Like, we've acknowledged Pod Squad. We've acknowledged Live Squad because, hey, Live Squad are here. Vod Squad will always get acknowledged. But, but there's a new member to the family now. A new member to the family. In terms of watching streams, would you like to announce it for those who are... Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me, AJ. Much appreciated. Um, we are, as well as going live on Facebook, YouTube, which is where most people seem to watch us, we're also now broadcasting live as we speak out to Twitch. So to all of the Twitchers out there watching us, hi. We're completely new to the Twitch game, but hi, we're here. We're on three platforms now. Um, a few little announcements and some housekeeping I would like to just announce for season six. Um, not that we're going to make the shows too short, but I did feel like towards the tail end of last season, the two and a half up to four and a half hour shows were taking a this little bit of the piss. It's not the just as far as our, but I think as far as our audience's time, it was a bit like, hmm, this is a bit on the long side for people to commit to every week. So Going all the way back to season one now, we are going to, for season six, bring the shows back a little bit to kind of the hour to hour and a half mark. Saying that four minutes in already without having talked about any movies. Wait, well, hey, good job. Um, so yeah, Twitch, different sing length. Uh, new, new thing. Um, you guys know we're on buymeacoffee.com. 
uh, forward slash movie dudes if you want to support us. <laughs> Thank you, AJ. Um, new to this year, <laughs> if you are interested, and again, there is zero expectation here, but instead of the whole, I mean, we're going to keep plugging it because it's what we do. Um, but in terms of instead of putting a little bit of money in here and there, if you want, we have actually got memberships on Buy Me a Coffee now. So you've got your, your base membership, which is, let me see if I can actually bring this bad boy up here. Uh, no, I can't. It's going to take too much. Um, you've got your base level membership, which is just called Bronze Dudes. That's your entry level. Bronze Dudes is literally, you don't get any additional benefits. It's just instead of putting two pounds in every week, which equate, essentially equates to eight pounds a month, you can pay five pounds a month. All that is, is you sending us a message saying, hey, I like you guys. Here's a little token of gratitude. Five pounds a month for you. You don't even have to do it every month throughout the year. You can just dip in and out when you want. Additionally, we have a Silver Dudes membership, as the name would suggest. Um, and the Silver Dudes membership will give you additional content, which will be behind a paywall. It'll never be the movie Matt Rushmore podcast. I've said forever that will always remain free. We're never going to make it a paid app on Apple Music. Never. It will always remain free. But if you do want more of AJ and Nico talking movies, it won't be the movie Mount Rushmore podcast show. It will be some other shows, which I'll be telling you about once we firmed up details, but that will all be launched live as of next week. So Silver Dudes, which is £10 a month, and for that, you get, you know, your little token of gesture of support to the Silver Screen Dudes, and you get some additional content, and that content isn't going to be sporadic, it's going to be weekly, so you're essentially getting four new videos from us a month, but that will be behind a paywall. We are going to put some actual love and attention and care into it, so it'll be nicely produced and everything, but yeah, we've got some new offerings for you, and there they are. Um, this, however, I'm, mm, this doesn't look good. I, the, the fanuary, yes, I like the fanuary thing. But it's 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 a bit season five, isn't it, AJ? Let's let's mix it up. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I like a lot. We, we, we have lights on the top. We have an audience down at the bottom. We have curtains on the side, <laughs> and we have popcorn behind. Nice, nice. Well played, yes. bro. Well season played. season six banner is here. Uh, also, hmm. that intro felt a little bit season five, didn't it? <laughs> Slap me sideways. <laughs> Damn. Three days of work Boy. that took. <laughs> Bro. Um, Three fucking days. I hope that was well enjoyed. No, no, no. Trust me. It was well approved and appreciated. Um, yeah. I can relate to the world of non-stop freaking editing. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's, it's another podcast. <laughs> it's another time. But it's, yeah, it's tight. So well appreciated. And thank you very much. What it will now be... It will be our intro moving forward. And what we'll do with the old intro, that, 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 that's going to go behind the paywall. If <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to see it, pay some money for it. <laughs> Literally that. But yeah, that's kind of the announcements I've got to make. Oh, one last thing. We've some of the podcast hosts, which were which we were on previously, there are two of them specifically. That would be Deezer and Geo Savin. Um, they've started asking us to pay monthly to be on their podcast platform. So I've given them and said, sit and spin. Um, 
so I've put us on some other podcasting platforms. AJ, let's 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 get your vocal cords. If you want to listen to the Ruby Mount, Mount Rushmore podcast, you can watch <clears> us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Breaker, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Tuna, Stitch, Tune, Tune In, Stitcher, Podcast Addict. Nice. Just search for Ruby yeah. Mount Rushmore. Nice. You'll get used to that one as this is in progress. But yeah, we've swapped out, so we're still across quite a few. Uh, you always turn tune in into tuna. I love it. I, I don't know why though. I'm blatantly reading tune in, but it sounds like tuna. I heard it for the first time. Like, whoa, where's that going? But yeah. Anyway, nine minutes. Let's let's acknowledge people, acknowledge, and then um let's let's get this baby on the road. Let's make like Roman Reigns. Who have we got? Francis Lalonde is here. Happy 2023 to you too, Francis. Gavin Mann is here. Mr. Platinum himself. Welcome back to the show, Gavin. Lovely to have you here. Uh, and Gavin goes on to say, good evenings. Why are you not coming up? Fucking comments. Good evening, Silver Screen dudes. Hope you enjoyed the festive period. A question I've always wanted to ask. What do you use to track films, make lists? I lean a lot on Letterbox, sometimes AMDB. Oof. Um, that's actually a damn good question. I, you know um, what? It's, for me, it's a Google. It's, it's a Google, and a lot of people will then pop up. Um, Watch Mojo's helped a few times. Watch um, Mojo's super that's helpful. Rotten Tomatoes. That, that's been Come again? Rotten Tomatoes. I always look at yeah, them. Tomatoes, that I always look at with the with the scoring. Um, going back to some of the stuff that might be behind the paywall in a while. When we were doing certain things, it helped like to play a certain game. So I've always looked at their scoring. Um, but sometimes I just I just land upon these random websites. Sometimes it's been BFI, it's been IMDB, and they just come up. To be honest, I know some people like condemn the thing. Wikipedia sometimes will be like the genre, and I'm like, nice, hit me with it. And, Wikipedia is good with lists, actually. Um, I tend to influences are a funny one. People like John Campier, Angry Joe. I love their content. I watch their content. There's no hate there. But John Campier and I are worlds apart in terms of our opinions. So, like for him, he was like everything everywhere all at once. One of the greatest movies of the 21st century. I'm there going, it's fine. You know. So mm. you've kind of, as I've always mm. said with critics, much like with the critics, with influences, with movie influences, you've got to kind of just find those who you align with, whose word you can rely on, because their opinion and their, you know, their taste aligns with yours. And that's kind of when you get a nice, a nice funnel of information coming towards you. Um, RJ Skarenki is here too. Happy New Year, guys. Looking forward to Silver Screen Dudes new every Tuesday. Yes, RJ Skarenki. Yes, yes, yes. We are back. Thank you. Rob Barber from the Bigger Movie Podcast. One of the Happy New Year. Out there that is not us. Oh, thank you, Bigger Movie Podcast, for the huge love you gave us in your special recently. Much appreciate that. Uh, Rob Barber says, Happy New Year, you handsome duo. I have arrived. I got a new bike for Christmas, ready for my second year doing London to Brighton while doing your... While doing your nice hand, one. Your Yes, <laughs> my dad's done London to Brighton once. Yeah, that's that's big stuff. Jeremy Renner, though, sad face. He hasn't passed, has he? He's in critical Not condition. To my knowledge, right? one of my friends popped this to me, like the message over to me, because I hadn't heard about the accident. But I heard he's out of surgery, but still in critical. So yeah, yeah um, best of luck to to um, Jeremy Renner on that one. Also, while I'm at it, I did also get an awesome gift from my mate Jimmy which was going to be featured on the podcast, but my internet is just not strong enough yet for me to use his gift online. So <laughs> thank you, Jimmy, but it is coming. Um, well, that was, <laughs> yeah, um, best of luck to Jeremy Renner um, on that recovery. Uh, Gavin Mann says 60 to 90 minute episodes probably means no tangents. Less tangents, we'll still have tangents. It's what makes us special. 
less tangents and no more four get for two guests in episode. That's like mm -mm, done. Love the big tone in Den, but that was too long. <laughs> it, it, four and a half it, it's, hours. It's a discipline. Like, nah. some, it, that was not a way to close the, the season. Trust me. Oh, I was in trouble yeah. after that episode. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> <laughs> The wife was waiting outside the door, holding the baby, crying, going, you can take her now, fuckhead. I was like, <laughs> okay. Do you, do you know what happened? Is that after the pod, and again, I don't want to tangent too much, Gavin, but it is what we do. So here we go, keeping you happy. Um, part of it, what happens after the show is we have a bit of a debrief planning for 2023 and all the rest. So like all of that had happened, and I've just popped to the small house, as you would after five, four and a half hours, but there are enough five hours of talking. And the missus goes, what the hell was that? That's longer than a kid's school day. I was like, you're damn right. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> She's not wrong. To her credit, yeah, she's yeah. absolutely not wrong. She wasn't. Just realised these blue lights red clash red with that red. I need to get red lights for next week. Sorry, carry on. Oh, okay. Red lights. <laughs> Um, do you know what, yeah. mate? No, over the course it. of the last years, we've had blue, we've had kind of grayish blue, and I'm like, red is kind of your color, Mr. Arsenal and Labour. So I was like, let's let's inject Overall, some AJ. Into not it so this much year. now, but before. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate that, bro. Thank you. <laughs> okay, any any more in the comments, or should we? Yeah, Riri Thomas is here. Great to see you back. Happy New Year to you both, and to you, Riri. As an outside shout, uh, as an outside shout, Don Tatura, John Tatura as Falcone in the Batman, I thought was great. Kirsten Dunst did oh nice one. Kirsten Dunst did an interview with the moment. I just made it. These are good ideas. Yeah. I neither made the list. These are very good ideas. Let's get into it. Leave, leave it yeah. Okay. So yeah, as we do get into it. Well, do you know what? Screw it before I get into my little AJ rambles. Would you like to tell people what it's all about? Because this could be the first time season six could be their first episode. Yes. So for those of you joining us for the first time, what is the movie about Rushmore? Rushmore. It is a top 10 show between two best friends from school. How many years is that now, AJ? Quatrième. Fuck me. That's 21 years, yes? Yeah. 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 It's long. Real long. Been, been no, it's long 22. Time. 22 yeah. years. Fuck me. It's been a yeah. long time. How does the Moving My Rushable podcast work? AJ and I each get assigned a topic. We go our separate ways. We come right back here into recording and deliver to you, the Silver Screen Dudes, our individual top tens. This week, AJ, as it's the season debut, will go first delivering his bottom three. I will then deliver my bottom three. AJ will deliver his next two. I will deliver my next two. And when we get to our top five, we will deliver one apiece. If at any time, while we are running off our individual top ten list, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say, Punt. And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both rounded off our individual top 10 lists, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the quintessential diverse must-see movies of the genre, which this week is... Top 10 you are... supporting actor performances. Yeah, you, 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 you've got a delay okay. between right, your audio so... and your visual, but it's fine. Uh, just, a, just a slight mention uh... also, this is February. For the whole month, we are acknowledging people who have made some really cool suggestions for us there is one from a member of the bigger movie pod coming up next week um we'll say, say more about that at the end uh but this week the top 10 supporting actors supporting performances however you want to interpret it is from uh paul sekulich at p-s-e-k-u-l-l-i-c-h on twitter paul shout out to you my man uh also, and your brother you. is there too may i just say i have been blessed with a big bro like aj you're damn right oh oh 
So I don't want to get into details, but yeah, my brother needed me. So that's why the show's slightly delayed. Uh, family emergency. And I was, I, yeah, I've done big bro duties. So yeah, apologies, guys. But yeah, appreciate it, bro. Had some nice niece and nephew time as well in that. Um, so, bro, before I do say my number 10, do I give it the whole... So after the silver screen doing something else, our four top movies, it's over to you, the screeners, to... The challenge gets even harder because it's down to you guys to crown El Capitan or Numero Uno. The best of the best of the best with honours, sir. Um, yeah, why? Because you will have to vote for the must-see movie of a specific category. How do you do that? Well, you head on over to at MovieMTRushmore, the official Twitter handle of the Silver Screen Dudes. Or more importantly, you head on over to at MoviePulse for you, fronted by good old JT from We Love Movies. And that's where you will get to vote. So you only get one vote because we retweeted, so you can't be smart and try to influence your victory even more. Maybe get a friend to do it for you. Retweet us. Hey, it all helps. That's the only way it may work. So are we doing um, last season's topics? Are we Okay. Last season, we had a double whammy, and they were? Our season finale, the first poll was the top 10 movies of 2022. And the four contenders for the Rushmore were Top Gun Maverick, The Batman, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, Avatar, The Way of Water. I was surprised by this. Really? Because I've seen most of those in the cinema. One I haven't seen. Um, I, I'm going to go with mine to be number one. So I'm going to go with everything, no, everything, whatever, the other, the other. It's cool. Everything, all, no. there, all at once. No, no. Okay. The Batman. No. Oh, God. This is only because people may not have seen it. Avatar. Yeah. You guys have not seen it. No way, no how, not ever. There is no way that film is in fourth position and you've seen it. I refuse. That was awesome. Oh, by the way, just before we do go any further, no, I'll do this game first and then we'll go into it. No, I no, love no, the no. fact that you enjoyed it so much. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, AJ, Mr. The most overrated film of the 21st century is now defending Avatar. Yeah, 40x for the win. Oh, do you know what? Um, as I said last time, I took the missus and she walked out. I brought a friend, and she she was a major Avatar fan, and she just looked at me and went, thank you so much, that was awesome. <laughs> that was it. I was like, okay, three and four, we're in. Um, okay, ah, oh, you pieces of shit. No, it's not been seen enough. I, I categorically say that. I say that you pieces of shit the same way I say it to Nick. It said with love, guys. 4,258. Like, it's got a lot of votes. Okay. Okay, take it back. It depends. It depends if you've been to the cinema. Um, in third position, I'm going to try this every once again. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Yes. Just so you know, to make it easy for you, the surprise was Avatar being fourth. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm now. I think we're in a good place now. I'm going to go based on your hype behind it. I'm going to say Batman. The Batman was at number two. Obviously, I'd top Batman I'd, at two. I'd, top no, Gun Maverick at one. Avatar only got ten. Avatar only got ten percent of the vote. Ten fucking percent. Everything, everywhere, all at once got twenty three percent. The Batman got twenty four percent. Top Gun Maverick crushed it, mate. Forty three percent. I may have to contact Cineworld for a private screening of that. We might need to just get ten people and just do a big forty X private. Oh, I'm there. Bring on number seven. I'll do it. I'll do it. I think I'm going to contact them and see if we can do it because I need to see that film in forty X based on what you said. Hmm. And okay. our second poll was yep. our hidden gems. At, well, hidden being loose here. It's it's the edutainment selection of 2022. Uh, again, a steamrolling here. Our contenders were The Banshees of Inisherin, 
The Quiet Girl, Boiling Point, and good luck to you, Leo Grande. Right. I'm going to go with The Quiet Girl at number four because I just don't think it was heard of. No. Oh, shit. Wow. Double whammy of shocker. Good luck to you. Yes. Good luck to you, Leo Grande. Got 12%. Leo Grande. You guys are deep, man. That film was decent. Um, okay. The Quiet Girl at number three? Nope. Damn. I was happy. Not Boiling Point. Not Boiling, boiling Point. point. Boiling point. Oh, what is going on? <laughs> AJ Vex. <laughs> really hated me for season five. Like, fuck this guy. Um, okay. boiling, <laughs> boiling point got 13%. Quiet girl at number... Could Banshees had to be number one. I, I'm, I'm seeing this as number one. Quiet girl at number... It came in at two with 16%. Banshees. <clears throat> with our biggest ever win. 59%. <laughs> Am I allowed to be smug yet? Ha! <laughs> Is that thrown at me or at Den? I don't know where we're going. Oh, Den, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 said, I dislike the film, but just didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, 59% of people did, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. I remain hopeful of humanity. Let's fucking get into this now. Right. Okay, cool. Um, can I just say, before I go. No, I'll leave it for later on, actually. I'll leave it for my number five. Cool. Right, in at number 10 for me, um, someone that you always say I'm not a big fan of, but I've always liked his performance in this. You're going to have to remind me which film it is, because I always get confused as to which one. <laughs> you like it so much, you can't remember the movie. No, I always get confused between the two, but it's Seth, Seth Rogen and Steve Wozniak, and I can't remember if it's Jobs or Steve Jobs. I always get confused as to which film it is. Pretty sure it's Jobs. Jobs is the... Yeah, I'm sure it's Jobs. Yeah, because Steve Pretty Jobs sure is... Um... Yeah. Steve Jobs is the yeah. Ashton Kutcher one, I believe. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Let's just Jobs. confirm this now. This is where IMDb is useful. It is Jobs. It is Jobs. You're right. Because Steve Jobs was Ashton No, it's Kutcher. not. It's Steve Jobs. Oh, for fuck's sake. I, I always get confused. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Seth Rogen, uh, Steve Wozniak in um, Steve Jobs. It's just Nice concerned. shout. Great yeah, film. bro, there's something about this film. I remember watching both of them. Um, I think we were doing biopics or something. I can't remember what it was. Mm -hmm. And I ended up watching both back to back. And they're both films that I appreciate for different reasons. And they're, they're told in such different ways. What I like about this one is you see how Steve Jobs meets the same people each time he has an announcement in such a way. It's the, the relationship he has over the years with everyone. But Seth Rogen, as Steve Wozniak, is the one that always hit me the most. It's It's just... The, the group behind Apple II who wanted to be acknowledged. And he, he, he hits a point that I... I like Seth Rogen doing series, if I'm honest. I, I think the comedy is... I, I appreciate his comedy. Some of it, I'll, I'll be like, he's, he's yeah. there. He's not the main star to me. He's there. Like, this, this, like I've not seen Pineapple Express. Is it that this is the end? Not a film for you. That is not a film for you. <laughs> but I was just like it, it, even super bad i was jonah hill like jonah hill was the star for me of that i remember watching that like that. he's the funny one like fuck this guy that's what it was and we are not going to go down the green hornet route because that's oh. still emotional damage but this film I, I i just loved his portrayal of wasn't yet and the determination and the passion behind it it gave me a new side to him and it's always stuck out and um yeah that, that's that's why he, he he's on the list Great shout. I'm glad to see him getting some love because that was a very good performance. Your number nine? Thank you very much. Your number nine is more of a tribute to you. Oh, bless. It is. It is. It's one of your favorite films and it's someone we were speaking about. Um, yeah, on the last 
episode of the last season. And we, I, I've always been a fan of her. And I thought, let's bring it up. What's your favorite action movie of all time, bro? Come on. It's True Lies. Oh, yeah. Of course, we're talking Jamie Lee Curtis. True Lies. <laughs> I so, mean, yeah. I, I know why you put Jamie in this one. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if anything, it deserves it. Really, it should be Bill Paxton because that's always been my favorite scene of. Oh, it's so movie. funny. I got a little bit. <laughs> but yes, there is a lot to appreciate. And I nearly did put up that picture of Jamie Lee Curtis. But it's who she is as this housewife to a spy but has been caught up in this world and the way she is just trying to make it happen is such a great story and I feel she plays that that duality of innocent but still trying to be hardcore is, is awesome then yes there is the scene where Arnie is trying to win back his wife and <laughs> but most men are like damn I mean I mean <laughs> it's a thing of utter fucking beauty isn't it <laughs> It's it's actually it's it, it's too much. You know what? <laughs> like people always talk about their sexual awakening. We've often joked Jessica Rabbit. We've often joked like fuck who's another one? Like Jessica Alba. If you're a little bit older, boy. <laughs> Before Shannon Elizabeth was Nadia, boy. I was doing it. <laughs> Boy. I'm sorry. Can we just fucking acknowledge that this woman is fucking perfection? Like, this is a joke. She's, oh my word. Like, no, stop it. Stop, stop now. Stop, stop, stop sharing. I've made my point. Do you know what's funny? Yeah, for everyone else, you won't understand this. I saw Nico's name pop up at the screen again. I was like, why has he got two screens? And I was like, oh, 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 oh okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so no, Jamie Lee Curtis was, as much as that scene is something, just in general, I thought she was absolutely amazing in that film. So had well, to had to acknowledge that. Yeah. What I, she, considering she, she kind of played the damsel in distress show so well, I love the vul the, the vulnerability but sexiness she brought. Like yeah, not this easy is to being vulnerable and like smoke show at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just trying to, again. It's just trying to, and again, it's vulnerable but also trying to play brave. Like she has this really weird mix of character in that, and it's mm. something I've certainly appreciate. Bro, anytime <laughs> Jamie D. Curtis shows up, I'm a happy man. Like. Bruh. Even when she showed up and she's like 80 and everything everywhere all at once, I'm like, you're still fit. Like, I, I remember the missus getting like, oh my god, she looks like that. No, she's still fine. She's done Halloween ends. I've seen the poster. She's cool. <laughs> you got nothing to worry about on that end. Exactly. Nothing to worry about on that end. Right. You're number eight. So I, I gave you fan service at number nine. We're going to oh, go season you. one, AJ, at number, number uh-huh. eight. Yeah. One of the films that may have been, it was vetoed. I think it was the captain of Veto at the time. Oh, okay. I know where we're going. (laughs) Of course, we're supporting actors. To be fair, it nearly made it higher, but some great films have come up along the way. But we are talking about the man himself, Zeus, a.k.a. Samuel L. Jackson. Die hard with a vengeance, baby. (laughs) I was like, there is no way we are going to do supporting actors and Samuel L. Jackson is not 
getting mentioned. There were so many films. I am shocked he is not your number one. I should like I I shocked. Do you know what? Do you know what it is? Performance wise, like for supporting actor, it probably is number one. I did want to eliminate like the obvious, and I think that held it back. And there are some stellar performances from people. I actually underestimated this, and I remember you messaging me, and I was, you know, but we both had a like really busy festive period. And then there were so many stuff that just didn't make the list. I'm going to be honest, Marissa mm-hmm. Tomei at first was my number 10. Then I had so many great films coming in and I was like, frick, like, pfft, had to go. Had to I, go. But, um, Die Hard with a I love Marissa Tomei. I love my cousin Vinny. I don't think that performance is worthy of having won her an Oscar. I, th- I, I still looked at it. And I it's was a like, weird one. Huh? It's a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. She's cool in it, but it is Joe Pesci's movie. Do you know what I mean? And then even Ralph Macchio maybe could take it more than Marissa. Obviously, no one could be supporting actress out of them apart from Marissa Tomei. But it, yeah, to say that's what gave you the Oscar, it's a, it's a touch and go. It's a film I love, but I know what you mean. Uh, out of all performances she's done, is that the one? But hey, it is what it is. Republic Productions is here. Hello, Republic Productions. Just popped in to ask thoughts on the rumors surrounding Aaron Taylor Johnson as James Bond. Good actor f- playing role, like yeah, sure. Like a- any actor other than Daniel Craig and Will Ferrell, I will trust inherently until they've given me reason to not trust them. So, yeah, he's a very fine actor. I would sooner pick Henry Cavill as my dream casting, given that his schedule is all freed up now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like if no, there was no, ever a moment, go, he's a free man. Hey, yo, Henry, how are we doing, bro? <laughs> do you have Fancy some time on your up. hands yeah fancy a pick me up would you like a, a couple of numbers to your name yeah but oh. no, i like aaron taylor johnson I, I can't personally see him playing bond but he's proven me wrong many a times when he's been cast and surprised me with his chops he's a very fine actor and he's british why not i echo that it's not my mm. go-to but hey if you could surprise me surprise me and that's, that's yeah. what it's all about you know like i'm not Most definitely finish. Look at a shit on a man who hasn't given me reason to shit on him. Does he no, zero. The wrong? No, no. But doesn't mean you can't do it. I'll be honest. Like a lot of people were like Krasinski is mystic. That was split. Okay, it's not the greatest performance. But then after you're like, okay, I can see where it goes if he had more time to work on it. Anyway, mm-hmm. we move on. Samuel L. Jackson. So, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson is in my number eight. Like, honestly, this is one of my all-time favorite films. I've not seen it in a while. But what I love about the performance that he he, he pulled out here is Die Hard has always been Bruce's film, you know? It right. went from a John McClane movie to a buddy cop movie. So much so that when Die Hard 4, whatever it came out with, I was like, damn, Zeus isn't there. And obviously Zeus isn't there. Zeus isn't a cop. He's a fucking shopkeeper. But that that pairing just felt like absolute magic. And it's it's it's, yeah, I love it. I've always loved it. I thought it was great. The comedic timing that Samuel L. Jackson has in this film is is second to none. It, 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 there was a chemistry with him and Bruce Willis that I think just worked. It worked so well. And it's not that you've... They, yes, they were both in Pulp Fiction. I don't remember them sharing any scenes. Um, Unbreakable or Glass, it's just... It will not match the the, the, the gold that they created in this film. So that, that's the one for me. And it's the we're best starting season six. We're starting season six. The way we finish season five. Republic Productions and me disagreeing. Henry Cavill, no way, says Republic Productions. Well, I respect you for being on that very, 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 very small island of people who share that belief. And I will fly the flag for you to die on that sword alone. Because 
You're wrong, but that's fine. You have you've heard me say that I before. Mean, put the question out. Who 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 would you then say Republic Productions? We can't dismiss it unless you can put something better. But I would very much lean Cavill because yeah, it would be all possible. Have you seen the man from Uncle? Have you seen <laughs> him? <in a> <laughs> he's, fucking, he's fucking awesome. Like take away the dodgy him? cash. He also does awesome in bloody Mission Impossible. Like it's he's not awesome. Henry Cavill does shit. Like let the man be. Henry Cavill doesn't do shit. He's awesome. Um, right, so that was your 10, 9, 8, yes? Yeah. My 10. I'm starting off big here. I'm starting off real big. Uh, Steven Spielberg, in what some people call his best movie, I don't agree with that. Jaws and Jurassic Park for the win. But let's bring in Schindler's List. And no, I am not bringing in Ray Fiennes. I am bringing in Sir Ben Kingsley. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. I think ben. he was stellar in this movie, playing Isaac. So much so that, look, I'm not the world's biggest Liam Neeson fan. I've never made a secret about that. I don't have a personal beef with him, like I do with Daniel Craig and Will Ferrell. But he's just never, he, he's never made me cross the street to see one of his movies, ever. Um, but it, it, he was very good in Schindler's List. But my God, did Ben Kingsley act circles around him here. Um, for arguably a much, much less powerful and important role such as the performance of what ben kingsley you've seen schindler's list right i have yes i have i mean such as the power of ben kingsley's role in this that man did i miss him when he was not present it was mm. you know and when when you had that fear that oh shit he's actually about to be shipped off you were genuinely terrified because you'd become so attached to the character so it listen schindler's List is one of those all-time movies isn't it people i Maybe I'm popular to say this. I and, but let me start this by saying I love Schindler's List. I do think it's a tad overrated. I do think people. So here's, here's the funny thing. I was waiting for you to finish. I was going to say Schindler's List is a film I feel I need to rewatch because I've watched it once. I think it was end of season four. I don't think it was season five, and I. I remember the end touching me, but I, it wasn't one of those films that I was fascinated by. I was touched by the end by all means, you know? But I, I, I thought it dragged. I thought it dragged, and I, I need that extra rewatch to appreciate it in the way that I've seen people have. Mm. To answer your question, Billy Mount, Schindler's List is pretty much nearly all black and white other than one or two scenes where there's a girl running with a red dress. Uh, through it and they've done like a color mat over that but it's it's an entirely black and white film uh republic productions yes you say that i'm not going to talk about bond again because it's not a bond show don't like henry cavill as an actor he's too big in both sides that's a stupid thing to say because any actor can take any size i invite you to look at christian bale who went from doing the fighter coming up spoiler to fucking batman like size is not something you hold against an actor also aaron taylor johnson i would argue too small to be bond in size um Stock, why would you not want Bond to be a megastar? I think Cavill would be a worse Bond than the miscast model George Lee. But like, we're talking bulk when he yes. says stock. But do you know what yeah. both Cavill and George Lazenby have in common? They're both better than Daniel Craig. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I will welcome who you would say over than to shit on a person, but we'll we'll leave it there because again, it's not a Bond show, and we're trying to keep it to one and a half. Richard Madden's Bond, I like that Billy Mount. Right, my number nine, my number nine, 
need to show some love for the ladies here. And the, I had a lot of ladies. I could like, I could have made an entire top 10 list, which is why I messaged you before and saying, do we do yeah. actors and actresses the same way the Oscars do? Bro, my, my honorables list is so fucking big. This is going to turn into another top 10 episode. 100%. This is that's insane. That. Anyway, in at number nine, she won Best Supporting Actress for this, and she's only in the movie for like 15 minutes. And literally, because of how powerful she was, not blubbering the way I do in the Green Mile, but I, she got a tear out of me. Uh, Anne Hathaway playing Fantine in Les Miserables. Say what you will about that it's movie. I enjoyed it. Just Russell Crowe. I enjoyed it. Russell Crowe shouldn't sing, but apart from that, Russell Crowe should not sing. Russell Crowe should absolutely not sing. Um, say what you will about the movie. I get why there's a bit of disdain for it because it listen it's not as good as the stage play there's a few people who uh, russell crowe mentioned i think eddie redmayne was a bit miscast in it um but fucking anne hathaway stole the show man for Jesus. for 10 minutes where she's literally being sold into slavery and singing about it you if you have a heart I, def I, I challenge you to not break watching that performance it is I, I devastating I broke, huh? but I didn't cry. I broke, but I didn't cry. Um, one tear. You got one tear. Yeah, you didn't cry in light year. Fuck you. Again, I, I, I guarantee you, because the missus looked at me and said it. She goes, you don't normally cry. I was in buckets of tears at the end of um, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Don't know why. It's not that bad, but I, I think my, my, my love for Whitney is just, oh my God. Yeah, but yeah, going back to what we are talking about, no, Anne Hathaway was she she was tops in that film, man. I, I really like Les Mis. I didn't think I would as well. I have appreciation for the play, and I never thought I would appreciate the film. I was wrong. I was wrong. It's really yeah. good. It's 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 a, I, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, Billy Mount has said it's surprising that Anne Hathaway went from Princess Diaries to winning an Oscar. Listen, never ever other than daniel craig and will ferrell to, i'm just going in strong here on season six other than those two schmucks never turn your nose up at any actor's acting prowess they can surprise you with what they can Listen, do tom, who would have thought tom who would have thought the fat kid from Superbad would be in the contention for best supporting actor in a martin scorsese movie you know what i mean like Oh, fuck, he was meant to be on the list. Shit. That's to tell you how big this list is. Like people got cut off so many times. But yeah. But hey, Tom Hanks was in big to multiple Oscar winning victories. Like it is what it is. Like you you would you it is yeah. They 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 do their thing. And that's the sign of a good actor. You could do a bit of comedy, you could do the cheese, and you could do the the, the Oscar stuff. You can indeed. Um, yeah. In at number eight, I'm bringing in another lady. People may say this is a bit of a reach, this one. Um, funnily enough, it stars Anne Hathaway, this one, but it's she's she's the lead in it. Um, i got to bring in Meryl, man. And yeah, it's a little bit the world that I inundate sometimes, but I had to bring Meryl in. The Devil Wears Prada. I had to do it. <sighs> Bro, the ah! reason I... Have you not seen it? I have. I have. Uh, it's weird. That is... She is, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you know who I'm I had a lot of love for in this? Emily um, Blunt. Emily Blunt. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, and Stanley Tucci. Like, yeah. oh, they yeah, were, yeah. Stanley was fucking great in it. Meryl yeah. Streep in this movie, the reason, like, I think people, this is going to sound like a really snobbish thing to say, staying in character. 
Um, <laughs> ghost all scream. Ghost all scream. Ghost all scream. It was, I have met, well, okay, so follow me on Instagram, at Nicole I do a lot of work in London around Fashion Week and New York Fashion Week. And I, fashion is one of the one of the creative industries I work in. I, it's kind of a domain I, I, I know quite well. I know a lot of the producers in it. When I tell you, Meryl Streep is on point with how she has portrayed this character. Like, I have met this character before <laughs> numerous times. Like, bro. When I tell you the takedown she does of Anne Hathaway saying it's just a blue belt, I have seen that done in the flesh before this movie ever existed. I'm watching this going, I feel so uncomfortable now because I know this to be true. <laughs> like the way that she two times Stanley Tucci at the end and screws him in a room full of people without him having an iota of ability to defend himself. It's one of the most underplayed but brutal brutal betrayals i've seen in a long time in a film and that little pompous that's all bro my mother does that my mother did that before meryl did that like i've seen my mother run the fucking shows in new york and be like that's all i have seen her fucking take people down like that this portrayal is as real as it fucking gets like don't be fooled what isn't thunder. This is accurate what she did. Look at your mum. It's just, just, just a bit of nostalgia. There's nothing against her or anything like that. I walked past you guys' old house today, actually. <laughs> just Which random, one? Yeah. The one in Notting Hill or Wilsden? Wilsden. Wilsden. Yeah. yeah. The one yeah, in the last one. Yeah, it's just mad, isn't it? Queen's Park, Queen's Park side. Yeah, that's the Wilsden one you're talking. Yeah. Yes. Kensal yeah. Green's side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah. Just, just, yeah. Past it today. Rob Barber knows. Get me Armani. Love that film. Yes, sir. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. That was my number eight. AJ, your number seven. Right. My number seven. <sighs> right. You, you know when you talked about um, Sir Ben Kingsley, who you missed on the screen? Mm. Every time he, he wasn't on there. That's how I felt about this lady in this movie. Um, fresh from 2022. I tried to keep it new, but I tried to stay away from comics. It happened twice. Has it come up? No, let's try that again. My ah. God, something in a minute. Zoe Kravitz in the Batman. I thought mm. she was, she was just gold. Um, for a film that I've had mixed emotions about, and I like, I, I appreciate Paul Dano. I, I always say I feel he was wasted in that behind a mask and what have you. And it's just a personal choice. Um, Colin Farrell morphed into the Penguin into into a way that is to be respected beyond. And we've mentioned how Falcone is someone to be mentioned, but there was something magical and mystical about Catwoman. Just the way she appeared and everything. There, there was just something about the way Zoe Kravitz delivered it that I just felt, I, I, I miss you. <laughs> Not on the screen. It was just something there. Maybe I wanted the character to develop more as well with it. It was a bit of a weird one, but I just loved her performance as Catwoman. I know a lot of people doubted her at first when it first came up. Um, yeah. People on you know, the Michelle Pfeiffer train for some reason. Like <laughs> again, Anne Hathaway um, was someone they didn't want to they didn't want to talk to when it came to that that role of Catwoman. But I just loved. I just loved what Zoe Kravitz done in the Batman as Catwoman. I I I, I can't explain it. It had a, a certain X factor to it that I I loved. I have a love-hate relationship with that performance because no, with that character in that movie, I should say, because the performance is fucking amazing. I love the performance. The character slows the movie down. Um, yeah, yeah. That's so it's love-hate. Yeah, me. Listen, it's your list. Me personally, were it were were had were I had I pulled for the Batman, 
I probably would have gone Colin Farrell, you know. Do you know, I say that, bro, but it's, it's as I said, there was something about Zoe's performance that I love. Colin Farrell, and it's weird that I only now thought of it as I said it. Every time I think of the Batman, she pops into my head first. I don't, there was something about that performance that strikes to me. Mm. It's weird. And it's only now as I started talking about the film and talking about it, fucking great. I was like, shit, Colin, yeah, Colin. And you know my love for Colin Farrell as well. Like, it's, it's something I completely can't dismiss. But um, yeah, there was, yeah, I've, Stellar performance. I just thought she was top seller. Francis Lalonde, tangent morning question. Is the 1981 BBC Day of the Triffids miniseries good, bad? I'm afraid I have not seen it, Francis, so that's, you'll have to tell me. That's unfortunately not, not, a, not, a clue. not a clue. I think I've heard of it, but I, it's not something that's mentioned enough for me to have searched and looked for it, if I'm honest. I've, Billy Mount says, if Spider-Man 4 happened now, would you picture Anne Hathaway as the black cat a.k.a. Felicia Hardy. No. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I picture Anne Hathaway as Madam Web. Really? Yeah, I think she'd be an awesome Madam Web. See, that, not that I ever think they've got the... If she would enter that world, Beryl Street would be an awesome Madam Web. Oh, Stupid. don't tease me. Don't tease me. <laughs> That is Madam Web to me. Don't don't tease me now. <laughs> uh, I, I I wasn't given that toy to play with. You're bringing new toys to the party that I like a lot. These are very nice toys, AJ. Bring more Marils, please. Fuck it. Throw Francis McDormand in there while we're having fun. Ooh. I was given. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. The Uno reverse carded me there, bastard. Nice. nice. Big man. I was given Anne Hathaway to play with. You're bringing Meryl to the party. What am I gonna do? Um, if we were playing with Anne Hathaway in the Spider-Verse, I would see her as Madam Web, not as a Felicia Hardy. Uh, Felicia nah, Hardy would actually be a fucking difficult casting. Prior to her being Gwen, I actually think Emma Stone would have been a good... Got it. Alicia Vikander. Girl done Tomb Raider. You know she can... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I still believe, and again, I take it I, it, it sounds bad because I love her as Gwen, but I do think Emma Stone has the right personality to have played a Felicia Hardy. But Alicia Vikander is a good shout. Mm. Mm -mm. Gavin Mann says, I have never understood having a predetermined decision about an actor actress taking on a different role without seeing the film. Yes, unless it's painfully obvious that it'll be bad. Anything with Daniel Craig. <laughs> Again, Seth uh, Rogen, I was like, I can't believe this is the angle we're going for with Green Hornet, but I will give it a shot. My initial reaction was correct, but it's it happens. I still gave it a shot. <laughs> Not his fault. Terrible, <laughs> terrible script. Yeah, it was absolutely dog shit. Awful <laughs> script. Yeah. Um, your number six. Right, my number six. Um, I've brought this up a few times actually. Oh shit, have I not got number? Oh, it's uploaded wrong. Sorry. Um, yeah, I've brought this up a few times. Um, mm. Netflix movie. Mm -hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen, The Trial of the Chicago Six. Oh, bro, I no. saw this last year on your recommendation. It's fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Love, I, this I, I, love this film. Love this film. It's so much. And you know, it's one of those things. I, I have a very love-hate relationship with Sasha Baron Cohen. Again? Uh, how? But anyway. Yeah, but let me tell you why. And I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Is that I've, I've loved the TV series Ali G. I hated Ali G in the house. I thought it was one of the worst films I saw. 
Like, honestly, it just didn't, it, it was so stupid. It just had nothing to work with. And I've, I, I felt that the others, and like, don't get me wrong, I, I love Bruno and I like Borat, but for some reason I felt they were, I think because of Ali, the way Ali G damaged me, I've always been scared to go back to the others. And I thought they're just going to be too on the nose. So I've always, ever since Ali G, I've always been apprehensive to see him in a film, right? But each time I do go, he knocks him out of the freaking park. The dictator, I I enjoyed, I didn't love. Yeah. Then I heard I'll that co-sign he's a- that. I'll co-sign that. Yeah. yeah. Um I I honestly thought, okay, he's gonna do serious. What are we gonna deal with? And I've seen him in um Sweeney Todd. I enjoyed that. Les Mis. But again, he's mm. more like he's got scope to be kind of jokey fight. And when the trial of Chicago Seven came out, I was like. Let me see what you've got. My God, did he shock the hell out of me with it. Yeah. I, I was really fascinated by the, the conviction in which he plays the character and gives that character conviction in into the whole scenario. I, I just thought he was an absolute standout hero in that film. Like, he, he, you know, like following the story, you cheer behind that man. You love his determination. You love the message he puts out. I just thought he was freaking tops. Like, both his character and his portrayal of that character. I... I loved it. I loved it. I've said this often, not all, but a lot of comedic actors translate really well to doing dramas. You brought one up earlier, Seth Rogen. Look at him and Steve Jobs. You're bringing Sasha Baron Cohen in now. I mean, uh, Jim Carrey and Will Ferrell, I would actually like to see, I would actually genuinely be curious to see Will Ferrell do a deep cut drama, like genuinely. Um, but think of Adam Sandler and Punch Drunk Love or Uncut Gems. Like yeah. when when these guys cut their teeth on drama, they're usually really good. They really, but they they knock it out of the park, and that's the thing, you know. They can, they've got the scope. They do. Um, and yeah, try the nice call of Republic Productions. Robert Shaw and Jaws better be number one. It's not, but that's a really nice shout. That's a good shout. It's a very good shout. Very very good shout. Um, that was your number six, yes? It was, yeah. All right, my number seven, keeping it big. Um, AJ. Not quite. JK Simmons in Whiplash. Had to do it. Had to do it. This one, him his Oscar. I had this this list of so many films, and then there was some that I said are too bait, and I wanted to remove them. Yeah. Then some actually made it back. And for some reason, I must have pressed delete on the freaking line. Ah, this one was going to be high. This one was going to be high. Yes. Ah, I got you. I got you. We can talk about him. I got you. Um, He was incredible in this. Now, you know, we're talking about Anne Hathaway and the Princess Diaries winning an Oscar. We're talking about J. Jonah Jameson turning into one of the most horrible fucking teachers in the world. And I actually rewatch Whiplash for the purpose of this list. Fuck me. <laughs> well, well, honestly, like we're we're talking top four territory. This one, I, I like it, it was a toy in number one. That's why I'm actually pissed off with myself here. Oh wow, really high for you, huh? Yeah, yeah. Do you know one thing I never clocked? I'm sure many people, most of whom are smarter than me, did clock, but I didn't. Um, you know how we've always praised. Miles Teller for getting finally getting get serving the comeuppance to JK at the end. I don't see it that way anymore. 
It's a hard one because it. I see him sticking it to him. But, is but that the, the proxy, the proxy of that is J. Is J.K. finally gets that performance out of him that he knew he had. But this is the thing because there is that look of acknowledgement of there it is. So this is the thing. It's like I've stuck it to you, but I'm sticking it to you to prove I can give you what you want. So it's it's a double edged because it's like you're defying me. You're defying me, and I don't like that. I've ne I'm not one to be defied. Do you know who I am? Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like tribal chief territory. But in the yeah. same breath, there was that look. There is that look that happens at the end. And I, I don't want to bring this into a reference. I never caught the look. I never caught the look. Do you know what the look was to me? And you're going to love it because it's one that you've always highlighted to me. It's Undertaker with Jeff Hardy after the ladder match. Yeah. Well, well done, kid. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> yeah. Really ah, I hate myself. Leo Saruman in Lord of the Rings and Sean Bean in Goldeneye and other two I love. Oh fuck, those are two goodies too. Ah, ah, this there is definitely. Clash really does break the tension scale. Gavin, man, you're spot on. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. J Jk in this role really like it, it. For me, it completely put him on the map. It took him from being like a reliable character actor to being a bona fide artiste. Like, he became a proper thespian with this role. And for me, he's never looked back since. Like, I'd like to see him get another role like this. He's gone, he's been reduced again to being a bit party, but those bit parts always seem to be very, very good, powerful roles for most part. Um, yeah, I love JK in this. My number six, people were screaming on Twitter for this to be number one, and I get it. <laughs> but I've got my top five. Uh, my number six, Hans Lander, played by Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, guess what? We finally have a punt. <laughs> hey. Hey. 54 minutes in. There we go. Here we go. We got our punt. Your number five, then, AJ. Right. My number five, I remember I said I'm, I'm going to bring up this lady again. Um, yeah, I brought up this film in my top 10 of films of the year. Lashana Lynch in The Woman King. Um, bro, there was something about Lashana Lynch that when she first came out in, in well, I don't want to say first came out, but when I first saw her in Bond, I was like, yeah, she's okay, whatever. And I, I think it's a whole 007, knowing the way this film was going about, it wasn't something great. Do you know what I saw Matilda? Um, a couple oh, of no. days. Yeah, bro. I would, it's hard to say as a convincer, and I, I still need to watch it. Sleep Apnea got the better of me. I was in and out. I actually, and I, I know a lot of people won't agree with me on this. I believe it's better than the first film. I mean, I that's reading on a curve. That first really, film isn't good. It's it's that, and I actually, and I, I want to put a public apology out to Lashana Lynch, because at first I was like, I don't think she's going to work as a Miss Honey. She actually worked. There is something about Lashana Lynch that is now more and more becoming one of my favourite people to see on screen. I think if I hear the name Lashana Lynch, I'm going to run to the cinema. Um, the Woman King is another one of those films. She was absolutely amazing in this film. So The Woman King is, as I always say, without trying to make it too comic book, it's about the story of the real life story of Malaji, essentially. It's this group of women who went to war and would literally destroy the enemy. They they knew how to kick ass. Viola, Viola Davis is, is the, the leader of this group. And Lashana Lynch's character is essentially second, maybe third in command. She will take the new recruits and train them up. 
But there is something absolutely magnetic about her performance. I, I just loved everything she delivered. There's, there's, there's the fierce but cheeky side to her that she just delivered. And I just think she, she delivers power. She delivers power in her performances. Um, you haven't seen the films yet, or have you? No. Yeah. Um, and yes, Billy Lynch was Captain Marvel as well. Yes, 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 she was. She well, yeah, she was in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, yes. That's I saw her in that before. But again, like it was all this hope of her being in in Bond, the new 007. But yeah, honestly, my appreciation for Lana Lynch has grown so much. And Woman King is is that stand up movie for me. I just loved what she done in that film. Uh, I don't want to get into spoiler territory, but it made me scream at the screen <laughs> at one point when I saw how they done her dirty. But I was like, wow, like it's yeah, she's she's power. She 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 helps train this young gun in the film along the way, but she's that go-to person that you can soft aside, but she still wants to not be messed with. Like I think the name's Igozi, and they were like, first rule, listen to what Igozi says. Oh, by the way, I'm Igozi. Like she 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 shows you like friendly, but don't fuck with me. And that she delivers it so well. Nothing mm. would be. Okay. I will check it out. By the way, is Troy featuring anywhere in your upcoming list? No. Good, so I can address this. Riri Thomas, Brian Cox, and Troy. If we were pulling for Troy, I would have gone for Eric Banner. Yeah. Yeah, Eric Banner, I would call it redemption story because he had done Hulk before that. Uh, and destroyed <laughs> by faith in this man. And I've also seen it in Chopper, which I thought was a very, very weird film. Very yes. weird. Have you seen Chopper? <laughs> With Ricky Gervais, yeah? Huh? With him and Ricky Gervais. Is Ricky Gervais in Chopper? Who's who's who are the two leads? And I know he's done a movie with where he and Ricky Gervais are the two leads. No, 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 I don't, no, 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 I don't believe Ricky Gervais is in Chopper. Eric Banner is the lead in Chopper, and it's okay. No, this isn't the movie then. Bat shit crazy, bat shit crazy film. But Troy was redemption. I was like, you know, I like the way you, I, you're giving me something to follow in here. I like you. (laughs) I love Orlando Bloom was a whiny bitch, but he done whiny bitch good. That's he was meant. He to was be. meant to be whiny bitch. That's the thing, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> exactly that. I love it when I'm like, I hated him in that role. It's like that was the That's point. The point. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I say people need to watch wrestling more. Like you need to learn to hate the heel and love, love that you hate the heel. You know, love yeah. that you hate and hate that you love. That's kind of the relationship you need to have with these characters. Um. My number five, I am shocked to my core that this isn't higher, given given how much you know I rate this performance. It, it could flip-flop with my number four, but I, I, I'll keep it where it is. My num- mm. Nope, I'm flip-flopping. I'm flip-flopping. <laughs> You're entitled to, bro. Do your thing. Do your thing. I'm flip-flopping. I haven't mentioned the name yet. In at number five, so I'm swapping my five and my four. But in at number five, I'm going to bring in Leonardo DiCaprio in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Still on my to see list. Still on my to Then see the tech list. said something to me recently when we had one of our meetups where he was like, that performance was so good, I actually thought they'd cast someone with special needs. Before he knew who oh! DiCaprio was. Years and years and years and years. And years. Uh? No, someone else came into my head. Um, Hoffman. Oh. Rain Man. Yeah. yeah. Again, when Samuel Jackson didn't make it, I was like, okay, so it's Rain Man. You're fucking with me today. Like, majorly. <laughs> like, 
Uh, I, I, the thing is, I didn't, want my, number my picks number I didn't one, want my number one to be my number one. And I feel like I'm going to change. I'm, yeah, I'm a uh, bit of a spoiler. Yeah, hundred percent. We do not have the same number one. I can guarantee you that. No, 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 no. I know that. I, I'm, I'm toying with my number one because it feels like bait, and I didn't want to do bait this year. You know. Oh, uh, I'm changing it. I'm changing it because there are some <laughs> stuff that. Hoffman Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, but I do not care. I do not care. Okay, well, let's wrap up the show. We know what OJ's number <laughs> one is. Um, but yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio, what's eating Gilbert Grape. I think this movie is heartbreakingly beautiful. It's, oh, it's a small town kind of road, road ending country bumpkin Hickville place. Um, way to be politically correct, Nico. Don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, yeah, so, I'm sure that hurt us somewhere else before. Don't care. Uh, listen, I've been to Florida. Uh, well, I'm just, yeah, I'll, I'll say no more. Just leave it there because I'm sure that's what screwed us the last time. But anyway, bless your heart. I, it oh, well. Um, yeah, so Johnny Depp plays this young kid whose big dream is just to get the fuck out of his little town, right? Um, DiCaprio is his younger brother who he's got who's who's very very for lack of a word he's very spectrumy like very 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 on the spectrum and you you kind of love dicaprio because of how innocent he is in this and because of how helpless he is but at the same time while loving dicaprio my god do you feel for johnny depp in this um and then you know you throw juliette lewis in there who turns out to be johnny depp's love interest she takes a real liking to DiCaprio, not in a loving sense, but in a kind of elder sister type way. It's it's a it's a fascinating study of small town America and how family can keep you rooted in one place against your will. It's really quite beautiful. That was my number five. Um, <laughs> what? Ah, oh, Paul Sekunic is here. Hello, buddy. The yeah. list that is dedicated to you. Thank you again for the list, Paul. Really, really appreciate Thank that. Thank you for joining us. Rob Barber, special correspondence. Fuck me, that was what I... That's the Ricky Gervais, Eric Banner movie I was thinking of. Cool. Um, what is CM Punk right now? Says Rob Barber. Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. And yeah... Literally, Riri Thomas, you're right. Burn until the return of the king is King Theoden. Yep, I adore that character too. He is the front and center of my favorite movie scene of all time. Um, but yeah, that was my uh, Paul Sekulich says the mum in Gilbert Grape had never done any acting before, thinks she was discovered on a talk show. Well, how fucking crazy is that? That's insane. Um, but yeah, my number five, what's seen in Gilbert Grape? AJ, over to your number four. Do you know what? I just feel like I've been mucking about with some stuff because of performances. I've had to do a flippity flip as well. So it is the punt from earlier. It was number two earlier, but I'm looking at somebody's performances. Oh, no, no, no. You are number four. Sorry. <laughs> Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards. Um, it, it, I can understand why people wanted it to be number one. I toyed with it being number one myself. It's, it's a performance that I believe the performance, as great as it is, is sealed in the mm. opening monologue. <laughs> Did you know what I mean? And I'm not saying he's shit after because he's he's powerful throughout, but he just sets the tone of this is how great I am and this is how evil and vile I am as a, as a character. So Christoph Waltz as an actor shows how great he is. 
but mm. you see how evil and vile the character is all within that opening monologue the difference between a rat and a squirrel you know oh and man it's so good oh mate it, it it forever hits me as one of those those all-time great monologues um as it's when he switches to english that it got scary i know you're hiding yeah. jewels under the floorboards aren't you point where they are it's like fuck me yeah. <laughs> good lord yeah and the thing about the performance much like Anne hathaway he is not in this movie for very long this is the thing this is the thing yeah yeah but it, like it, it is literally first 15 minutes last 10 minutes that's it yeah yeah uh, he's he's unreal in this film one best supporting actor rightfully so no, and this is the thing, like, he, Christoph Fultz has always done that, because, you know, obviously, like, obviously, it's it's nowhere near the same, but he's magnetic in Django, you know? Well, Pima um, agrees with you. I think him in Django is even better, though. Ah, uh, it, it's more menacing here. He's lovable in Django, <laughs> whereas he's just menacing. And as I said, it's that, it's that opening monologue. That just sets the tone of, and it's the disdain behind it. It's the way he he refers to other human beings, you know, as rats and the exterminator. It, it's it's tough, and that's why I was like, it, it it's it's one of those that you can't ignore. It's a, it's a mm. performance you cannot ignore. Hello, question mark. Mixed memorabilia. Did you ask a question that I missed? If so, please drop it in again, and we'll address it. Um, yeah, carry on. Sorry, AJ. Yeah, no, that that's it really. It's it's it. I think you summed it up that it's it's so much power with little screen time, mm. you know, and that that's what that so that's what captures it for me. So, agreed, yeah, agreed, agreed. Number four. Right, my number four was the flippity flip from just now. Moved from five down to four. Um, again, much like with Meryl, it's like sadly I have seen this shit uh, without going into too much detail. Christian Bale in The Fighter. Uh, he won Best Supporting Actor for this. Um, I have seen this physically. Like, some of you know who are regular watchers. Some of you who are first-time listeners or first-time watchers may not know. Yes. Chunky Lunky here, for the best part of 10 years, was a pro fighter. All, all over Southeast Asia, fought in Las Vegas. I did my thing. Had the title. Did my thing. I have seen people like what Christian Bale is portraying here up close and personal sort of has been great boxers that were just one little step shy of being all timers lost their way, turned to drugs, get all fucked up and be toxic around family. I have seen this shit and it is quite the thing to behold. Now, if you haven't seen The Fighter, stop watching this show immediately. Give us a thumbs up as you leave and go and watch The Fighter. We can't do it that. It'll is... be a one-man show. So, huh? don't be I said, we can't do that. It'll be a one-man show. You still haven't seen The Fighter? No, no, Fuck me. <laughs> How many seasons? It's a long time now. We're getting into Edge of Tomorrow territory here with this. I've been telling you a while to see this film. 
Um, why? <laughs> so, what it's is the fight? Story. True story. It's a biopic. It's up your street, AJ. It's the true story of Irish Mickey Ward and his coke afflicted brother, whose cake, whose claim to fame, this is real, Dickie Eklund knocked the fuck out of Sugar Ray Leonard and then walked over his down body. That's his claim to fame. But they're at a crossroads in their careers now. Dickie Eklund is a has-been. He doesn't box anymore. He's he's Mickey Ward's trainer now. Mickey Ward is a fighter on the rise. But everyone is still fascinated by, you know, the hometown hero, Dickie, Dickie, Dickie. So you've got Mark Wahlberg playing Mickey Ward, who's trying to contend with the fame and glory that his washed-up brother has, not getting any recognition for himself. And he's the one who they should all be propping up. Meanwhile, you've got the fucked-up older brother, played by Christian Bell, Dickie Ecklin, who still loves getting all the dick-sucking attention, but he's discovered a little drug, a wonderful little substance called crack, and it's really fucked him up. And, bro, the performance, in the, and again, I have been around people high on crystal meth, high on cocaine, fucked up boxes, like, I've seen some horrible shit, in, unfortunately, in some of the boxing gyms I've frequented. I legitimately believe I have this is do not take this to the bank and say Nico confirms. Nico does not confirm. Um, Nico strongly theorizes Christian Bale was on crack for this role. He's it's too real, bro. It's too fucking accurate what he's doing. Like there are moments like there's a specific moment in where 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 they're in, I believe it's they're in a limo on the way back from a fight that Mickey Ward has just lost. And he's kind of there with his fist up and he's just in his own fucking world talking to himself. Hey yeah man, you know I was terrible about this time and man I did I tell you about that. I can't do it because I have not, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> but, bro scary accurate scary how fucking accurate that performance is. If you've seen that type of shit before, you will agree with me. If you haven't, you will say, I disagree. And in which case, I'll say, I'm happy you haven't seen this shit. But it's, it's, he's like, th th for me, that's his best performance. Crazy to think, considering he's mostly a lead man, but no, that's his better, that is his best performance for me. Why G is here? Evening, guys. Chris O'Fault's scene where he's playing along with the bastard's terrible Italian accent is just as good as the opening scene for me. That's a good shot, too. Nice. I can't stand David Russell. He's a fucking prick, says Billy Mount the Third. I do not have such a strong opinion on David Russell. I don't know anything about him to suggest he's a prick. <laughs> uh, I was like, wow, welcome to 2023. Um, literally. Yeah. All I know is that he directed the movie, and I really, really liked the movie. I also know he directed Amsterdam, which I really do not like so much. Uh, and no, I have not heard about Russell's behavior behind the scenes, Billy. Hence why I don't think he's a prick. I'm sure... If I'm sure if I read a bit about it, that very well may change. And I actually might throw up a hashtag cancel or Russell. Um, mixed memorabilia says the fighter is a very good film and Bale, as always is excellent as a boxing fan. It ranks high as far as boxing films go. In my opinion, Bale is, is a meticulous method act, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One is there another <laughs> Bale film in your list? Is there another Bell film in my list? No, sir. not with him. Not with him as a co. Mind you. No, uh, not not with him as a supporting. No, no. Okay. I know. I know what you. I know what you. I know what you're, I know I what you're asking. I tried to watch for. that in time um, for this. 
just didn't get a chance. Okay. Your number three. In the last five minutes, I've just flipped some stuff around. And I'm thinking if I'm going to keep, yeah, I'm going to keep it this way. I'm going to keep it this way. Um, I feel like, and it's not because I was harsh on it last year that it's so high up, but it was a stellar performance and it's a fresh film. And I tried to be a bit out of the box with this one. So in at number three. Chippendale. Huh? Chippendale. Yeah. <laughs> and what is it? Adam Goldberg or whatever his name is. It's Chip. He was perfect. It was great. Here, you go. Uh, here we go. It's Barry Keoghan. I keep getting his surname wrong. Barry Keoghan. Yeah. There you go. There in you Benji. go. Uh, listen, as I said, there was nothing wrong with the film. It was just me looking for an end result and not seeing what was there. That's why it didn't make my top 10 list. But the performances are absolutely stellar. Mm-hmm. And Barry as per usual, does not miss a beat. This guy is freaking gold on the screen. And just the relationship that he has as a, if I would say surrogate best friend that he tries to play for Colin Farrell, you know, once he sees that the the situation has, has gone wrong between these two and he's just there as a support, like, why does he want to talk to you? Like, that's out of order. Oh, come with me. Let's go for a drink. You know, nicking drinks off his dad, who's an abusive little shit, you know, and all of that. And the the I, I won't go further because it's still a fresh film and it's on Disney Plus for those of you who missed it in the cinema, even though it stormed the edutainment um, <laughs> ballot. It's there for those who haven't seen it. I just thought he was, I very nearly went with the, I can't remember her name now, which is very sad. The lady who played Colin Farrell's sister, she was she was stellar as well in this film. Hey, but, mate, um, top to bottom, we? the performance. Top to bottom, the performances in that film. There was a weak performance in that film, but I, I just, I think maybe it's because I'm more familiar. I wouldn't even say that. It's just I think Barry Keoghan's story in the film as well. Oh, it's it's heart wrenching. Yeah, it, it's such a it's such a story to follow. Like as much as we have this this main story in the backdrop, is this story of this this constant character who keeps appearing and. You know the way it, it, it turns out. There's something to follow, and I, yeah, it's 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 touching. It's touching. It's it powerful. It's humorous at times. You know, he gives you everything within this role, and that's what I love about it. So yeah, um, now I'm kind of thinking should it have been number two? But no, it's fine. I've said number three. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Mixed memorabilia to answer your question. Thoughts on Steve Carell and Vice in the Big Short? Vice? Ah, there we go. Vice is the film I was hoping for. Steve. <laughs> Steve Carell. So this goes back to what we were talking about a, a tad earlier with Seth Rogen and Sasha Baron Cohen. There are some people that you hear we're going to be in serious movies. You're like, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> These guys knock it out of the park. And that is what Steve Carell has done time and time again. Like, I, I loved Steve Carell. Um, as a person who's not seen The Office, it was just that moment as Evan is Evan Baxter in um, Bruce Almighty, and I was like, this guy, like, <laughs> he's challenging Jim in the crazy right now, you know? Oh, yeah. That's what I loved about it, and it stood out. And I've seen stuff, um, Crazy Stupid Love is one of my favourite comedies, I just think he's... Absolutely- I know you love that film, don't you? I, love it. I just love it, I love it. And, you know, along the way, this is just what he's done. Um, 40-Year-Old Virgin great in the, oh you know, one of my favorite comedies so much yeah, yeah exactly i know you love that <laughs> but, um hearing he was going to be in a serious film and I, I remember it was the first one with big short again i've not seen vice so obviously i can't say the first but the first time i saw steve carell touch on the serious was in in um the big short and i was like this is amazing 
Yeah. This is amazing. And honestly, Mixed Member Brilliant, all I can say is thank you, but damn you, because I've just realised another name I forgot to take off Literally. the list. <laughs> Supporting actors. But um, yeah, no, nah, he, he's tops. He's top. Anything that Steve Carell does is gold. Apart from, what is it, Dan in real life? I wasn't a big fan of that film. Yeah. Dan in real life, I have not seen. He's got a superb show on now on Disney Plus, by the way, which I wish I could remember, considering I just said it's superb. <laughs> really good. <laughs> really, really good. Just go on Disney Plus and type in Steve Carell. It'll show up. Gavin Mann says, I know you're on Keoghan here, AJ, but can we acknowledge that Colin Farrell had four films last year? Banshees, Batman, 13 Lives, and After Yang. And they were all fucking good films. You know what the thing is? And here's the thing, Gavin. Like, in honesty... Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, we have to, yeah, yes, we have to, but in 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 Banshees, he, he's a lead, he's a co-lead as far as I'm concerned, you know, if not the lead, and that's why I'm, I couldn't, but you're damn right, like, he, but again, Nick knows this from going back to, yeah, I'm going to say it, Bullseye in Daredevil, I have always loved everything. I've he seen. was good as Bullseye, bro. <laughs> it's a scene of a film for people to know like i i was a guy who would run to a colin farrell movie because i was like yeah oh colin's in it yeah i'm, I'm down i'm down I, I love colin farrell absolutely love the guy oh yeah we are very much team colin farrell here at the movie mount rushmore yeah. podcast uh my number three i'm gonna bring in i'm pretty sure it's a fan favorite it's a weird one i feel like people as they're getting it's interesting as the internet evolves and people are genuinely getting more curious because they effectively have the library of Alexandria at their fingertips now. Right. And people are, which I love going to actually study films that they love more. Um, I found that a lot of people have gone and studied this film and found out certain things about it and then be like, Oh, I like it less now for X reason. More often than not, without giving too much because otherwise i'll give away the movie more from the not those x reasons i tend to agree with but for me personally they don't sully the movie experience it's from stanley kubrick um aj what is your major malfunction numbnuts i had to bring in arlie ermy as the drill sergeant in full metal jacket that i actually got offended because because i've not seen full metal i was like whoa, 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 what have i done i thought you were gonna have a go at me for kubrick because that's You've also not seen full metal jack i'm what? not gonna lie a lot of my a lot of war movies or army movies have been stuff that i've been very distant from so so we need to do war movies for remembrance day this year Okay. You got yeah. a while, bro. Like I know, I know. I'm aware of what date it is, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'll have to Google search it, but I know it's a while away. Hold Why on. am I being Hold judged on. with that look? No, 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 because now you got me feeling like I'm a dickhead. Isn't Remembrance Day eleventh of November? That sounds right to me. Okay, because it's eleven eleven. That's like this is what I'm like. <laughs> yeah. That is a good way of remembering it. There you go. Edutained. <laughs> um Arlie, listen. So where? So to elaborate now, for you who hasn't seen it, um, no need to speak in vague terms, considering you haven't seen it. The a lot of people, and this I agree with, say that the first forty-five minutes of this film, which is when Matthew Modine and Co are being broken and drilled by this psychotic drill sergeant, bro. If you like J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he watched Full Metal Jacket. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that. He watched Full Metal Jacket and went, I'll take out the swearing, 
and just do the same thing. <laughs> it's literally the same role. Ali Ermi is a fucking nut job in this film. The way he goes after the soldiers individually, beats them up physically, emotionally, breaks their souls for the purpose of molding them into killing machines. Now, a lot of people said that after 45 minutes, the movie takes a dive off a cliff edge. That part I don't agree with, but it is definitely... When they're in Vietnam, it's less good than when they're being trained. But, bro, the fucking price of admission for the first 45 minutes is like, yeah, you pay that full whack, mate. This is not an AJ Vision thing. Seek out this movie and support it. It is one of the all-time great supporting active performances. So much so that when you talk about Full Metal Jacket, everyone instantly goes, Drill Sergeant. It's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. the, um... I have heard that. It's not one of those things that I'm like, it 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 proceeds, you know. You, you talk about that film, everyone's like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. so I'm 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 familiar, but I just not had the chance to see it. Mm-hmm. Paul Sakulich is quite right. Farrell was great in Tigerland. That is a Vietnam movie that does not get brought up enough. I love that film. Uh, Gavin Mann says, "Well played, Nico. Watch this last year, so I'm doing better than AJ." <laughs> Fun movie trivia from Billy Mountain here, and that's how he got the role of Sarge in Toy Story. Love that. Yeah. Nice. Paul Sir says, wasn't he a real drill sergeant? That I do not know, but I'd believe it. I would it thoroughly sense. believe it. AJ, you must just YouTube the shit. Drill sergeant scenes from just, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Because I, I don't want to take it away from the intensity of the film. So I think I will just try and. Yeah. It is. It is. It. What the fuck? has just come up here. Well, I apologize for the racial slurs being broadcast on our comment section. Could everyone please call It's So Very Sad a bigoted little prick who probably fucks his sister and eats mayonnaise sandwiches. So let's block them. Thank you and goodbye. Oh, wow. I, I just caught that. Yeah, no, they're blocked. They're blocked. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Oh. Sorry, AJ. Hey, it's fine. Uh, your number two. Right, my number two. Um, this is a film you've put me on. Now, I remember... Uh, when, yeah, it's one of those films that is... I, I don't know how to explain it. I always remember you talking about a, a, a character in this film that didn't strike out to me. But there is one who did strike out to me. And again, if we're going to play the game of Christoph Waltz and monologues, then we can also play this game with... Dennis Hopper in True Romance. Oh, I've left it off. Oh shit! <laughs> I, oh, bro, like, I, yeah, I. It, do you know what? It was a, it was a last minute entry for me. Well, as I said, I just said it earlier with JK. When some stuff go, you're off the list. You know how we talk about Anne Hathaway uh, in Les Mis, and there's that short span of time, but my God, did it make an impact? Dennis Hopper in True Romance is that guy to be. He got five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just remember this, this because he 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 knows his son has done some madness and he's covering. And then it's the oh, it's did we talk about the 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 body signs of lies? Is it that we talk about oh, you're Sicilian? Did you know that Sicilians are basically 
Yeah. Oh, literally what real game hours the knob yeah. jockey from the board is saying. Yeah, and it was oh the intensity, and when you know, and I don't want to spoil it for someone, but let's just say when you know what's about to go down, and you have those brass nads <laughs> to that degree, to just he knows it- his end was done, he knows his yeah, end was yeah. done. But what um, I loved in this film, because you know this is a top five movie of all time for me, it's how that balance of power gets switched in the space of the scene because the first few minutes Vulcan owns him like owns him tells him about Sicilians they got this many ways to lie world-class liar I know you're fucking lying to me here's what your son's done fuckhead that he is where's your son and I may choose to not kill you and I'm getting real tired asking the same question again and again. You're Sicilian? <laughs> I like history. That shit fascinates me. Like, don't. And to close it with, so tell me, am I lying? Am I lying? Ah. <laughs> oh! The, oh, just thinking about it, the goosebumps, the shiver yeah. is down my spine from yeah. that film. And I remember, and I, again, what I will say, a lot of people have said it. It's not just you. Gary Oldman as Draxel. Draxel didn't mean shit to me. I don't want to disrespect it. It just didn't. It just didn't. Oh. Dennis, man, I was like, Ooh. And the thing is, again, you talk about shift of power, but it's also, he, he's just lovable dad on the side, you know, just going along with it and you without how can i say it? You, as much as he's supportive you don't think that he can go to those ends you know you don't but you know i mean dad of the year fuck it fuck me he's got that award right now after that it's just that power that Top he 10 movie dads that is a good one. Ooh. oh father's day fuck it nice yeah there Make we go <laughs> but um yeah 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 he, he, it's just, it's, it's the way it turns. And you'd think, oh, he's going to fold. He's going to fold. He's going to explode. He's going to explode. He's very excited. He's going to explode everything he knows. Will he fuck? Like, yeah. Oh. Oh, the power in that film. And I remember because he was lovable throughout, I just remember going, no. And it just scars you for the rest of the film. You know, that's how much of an impact he made for me. So, yeah. Bro. Bro, it is. There's a reason of everything Tarantino has written, head and shoulders above everything for me is true romance. No, like, I get it. I, I get the film it. is nuts. A lot of people don't even realize that he wrote it. They're like, it's a Tony Scott movie. I'm like, I know it's a Tony Scott movie. That makes it even better. Like, <laughs> man, that love Tony Scott. Tony Scott and Tarantino. Like, I don't actually need You know what I mean? Like, fuck. <laughs> Nate is here Nathan Dermott says I used to work in a movie shop as a teen and brought it years ago on DVD still haven't got around to seeing it despite hearing from everyone it's a classic Nate it's one of my top five movies of all time brother fuck Tarantino movies all time it's in my top five I adore that movie and not just one of again for me Billy Mount it is it is his crowning achievement true romance that 
if you want to separate movies he's written versus movies he's written and directed, obviously we come into a different argument. But stuff that he's written, that's the pinnacle for me. Absolute pinnacle. Um, right. That's uh, a good number two, AJ. <laughs> good number two. That is a damn good number two. Oh, it's quite precious. Precious? Did you say precious? Because it wants it. We must have our number two, and that is Anti Circus playing Smeagol in Lord of the Rings. Do you want to talk about why people say that this man needs an Oscar? Here is one of the very reasons. This is insane. You are when you watch this now, despite the fact that this movie, believe it or not, is 20 years old. How the fuck that's possible, I don't know. But when you consider the Lord of the Rings is now 20 years old. This year, the third part, Return of the King, turns 20. Fellowship of the Ring is now 22 years old. That's some batshit crazy shit. Um when you are watching these movies and you are watching what Andy Serkis is doing and you are watching what Weta Digital are doing with motion capture technology, you are, much like you were when Spielberg played with dinosaurs in the 90s, you are literally watching cinema change forever in front of your eyes. This Avatar stuff everyone's raving about, this doesn't exist without Andy Serkis. All of that stuff you just saw in Avatar and Avatar 2, that's just mo motion capture. Andy Serkis paved the way for all of this shit. This is one of, is single-handedly one of the most important roles in cinematic history. Add to that the fact that it's from one of the great literary works and from one of the great literary characters. Ching, ching, my number two. Not to argue here, even without having seen the film, I'm very familiar with Gollum. Um, having, I really thought about it, circus, even as freaking Caesar is worth mentioning, you know, he, he just owns it. He's, he's like a mocap king, for fuck's sake. Mm -hmm. He just does this stuff. He, he just owns it. Um, yeah, as you said, so, you know, he, he, take away um, the mocap. He's still a... a, a a chameleon he just molds he just blends oh. characters so the fact that he's going to get mentioned you'll never hear an argument from me as much as i've not seen apart from the two towers i've not seen like a film beginning to end from lord of the rings properly. and i can still say he's, he's powerful and riri thomas says love it nico you just had to mention lord of the rings also interested to hear your worst well uh, YG says, on that note, do you believe there should be a minimum amount of screen time a supporting actor needs to be in the movie to be considered, or is one outstanding scene enough? <sighs> That's a very good question, you know. For the scope See, there's, of... there's a timeline, and this is where Hopper like, held back, and I, I was like, nah, it, it's too... I feel there's a difference between a, an appearance, a cameo, and a supporting actor. If you're in more than one scene, you are then instrumental to the story. And at which point I can then recognize you as a supporting actor. Um, there is a fine line, because there are some points you'd be like, that, that was a blink and you miss it moment. But if you were in, if, if you can make it through at least an act, then I, I believe you've made it enough to become a supporting actor. I think for the purpose of awards, such as the Oscars, I think it needs to be more than a scene, and that's certainly how they evaluate it. I think for the purpose of the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast, one scene is fine. <laughs> and Billy, 
Billy, you can tell me this all you want. I'm not going to disagree. Nico, I really want to say this to you. True romance is better than natural born killers. Billy, I really want to say this. Billy, I really want to say this to you. True romance is in my top five movies of all time, brother. You're not going to hear a disagreement from me on true romance ever. All day long. All day long. It's not even a competition. True romance is one million percent better than natural born killers. Yeah. Um, right. Just before we reveal our worsts, guys, we have got to that stage. A quick reminder just before we get into it, please, if you do like the show and you want to support the show, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash movie dudes. You can support us for literally less than the price of your daily Starbucks, little as two pounds a week. Or if you're interested, we now have membership levels for you. Five pounds a month to support us instead of paying the two pounds a week, which kind of works out to be cheaper, to be honest, as you can see. Or you can do 10 pounds a month, which not only gets you the supporting you want, but it actually will get you four additional videos from us a month, which we will be talking more about next week once we firmed up the plans. But yeah, guaranteed four pieces of additional content for you a month. They're not this long. Um, but, you know, you're going to be looking at about sort of an hour's worth of additional content from us a month at least. So all of that is available for a £5 and £10 membership fee over on buymeacoffee.com forward slash movie dudes. And just before we reveal what our worst are, could everyone please down in the comments, the comments is the nasty, tricky comments is down below. Could everyone please let us know what their top tens or what their rush malls are? Now, with all that said, AJ, what is your worst? Do you know I don't have one? I don't actually have one. I got actually overwhelmed with how many great supported actors there have been and actresses, if you want to go down that road of splitting it, that I, I actually got overwhelmed and I couldn't actually think of a, a bad supporting actor. I couldn't. Or a supporting role. Um, I'm sure you're going to hit me with one and be like, oh yeah, but I, I really just, nothing. I mean, if right now, if I was to do the bait one, I'd be like, oh, Will Ferrell Zoolander, you know, just for the fuck of it. But like legitimately, before it's this, a valid choice. It is. It is. Like it's legitimately before that came out, the whole journey home with the you know train strikes and everything. I couldn't actually think of a bad supporting actor. Now it's hit me. If we are going to play that game, we'll play that game. But apart from that, I don't even have an image because it just hit me in the last like ten seconds. Riri Thomas says, "Anyone in Greece?" Ha. I mean, that's not entirely wrong. No one exactly became anyone after Greece, but uh, yeah, no, that's also unfair because it's a great movie. Billy Mount, I'm with you, by the way. I want Tintin 2 to happen as well. I really love that first animated Tintin movie. My worst is, it's a strange one because the person I'm bringing up, I believe actually won an Oscar for this performance. So it's a very personal choice, but... I despise the movie. Like it left me feeling cold and completely unmoved. And considering the subject matter, it should have left me feeling like I needed to take a shower and then I needed a hug from mummy. And it didn't do that to me at all. I was like, well, that was two hours of my life. I'm never getting back. Fuck that shit. Um, and I thought the performance was completely one note for me. Most of the time I agree with the Oscars. They do, I feel, sometimes get a bit political for my liking. Not often, not anywhere near to the degree where I think people blame them for. This, for me, was a political one because it's a slave movie and it's a woman who's playing a slave. And yet, what does she do for 10 minutes? She Or for, for, for 20 minutes or for however fucking long she's in the movie. I don't know because it's so fucking forgettable. She cries. That's literally all she does. She gets hit and she cries. She gets up. 
She gets hit some more. She cries some more. I'm like, character? Something? Nope. Okay. Lupita Nyong'o in 12 Years a Slave. I thought this performance and this movie suck. I said um, it, and I don't care. My opinion. 12 Years a Slave is a very, very funny film because the, the reaction that I've heard... <laughs> really not funny, but anyway. No, no, no. When I say that, in terms of why I've not watched it, it's left me in a state of, I don't know. Some are like, it's shit. Some are like, it's, it, it, it hurt them to see the, the sides of slavery. Others are like, it's, it's just poor. It's just poor. It is poor. There, there was another side that really wants me, I don't say it sounds bad, but it's a slight bit of patriotism behind it. Steve McQueen is essentially from the same island as my grandparents, Grenada. And like, it, it was a big thing when it became everything. Like, oh my God, this guy from Grenada, like he's been able to, do this and the other and for that there's always this slight hint to see what he's done and don't get me wrong i remember watching his um small acts and some were good some were better have i finished small acts? I can't remember. but going back to it, uh, it it's just one of those i'm never sure if i actually want to watch it it's it, it sometimes it's a write-off other times like i'm gonna give it a shot i've never actually given the like i i don't know if i will ever watch that film it's a snooze fest for me this is for me uh, Riri Thomas, Huma Thurman as Poison Ivy is a good shout. Um, and Billy Mount, no, it's not the Steve McQueen we know and love. We're not talking about Great Escape and Papillon Steve McQueen. No, no, yeah. This is Black Steve McQueen, the director. Yeah. Um, I mean, he didn't help himself with that name, to be honest. But anyway, <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> Do you know what? You all the time, Steve McQueen, he's dead. It's like, it, it, no, even no. when I first heard, I was like, you what? And they're like, yeah, directed by Stephen Queen. I was like, didn't he die years ago? Like, no, the black guy. What do you, what do you mean the black guy? Stephen Queen, bullet? No, what are you want about? Like, shut up. Like, even if he went for Stephen, Stephen B. McQueen. Like, do, do a Michael B. Jordan. Do you know what I mean? Do something. Like, let us know the difference as yeah. to who you are. But Yeah, literally. Literally. Yeah. But look, I think... Here's the difference. Both Schindler's List and... 12 Years a Slave, delve into very disturbing, morbid subject matter as their choice of subject matter in their movie. Schindler's List really tugs on your heartstrings, I think. Um, because you feel for what's happening to the characters. Do I, like, do I feel the, for the fact that this guy got sold into slavery? Not as much as I should. And that's a shortcoming of the movie. Like, when you're boring me about some real shit that went down, and it's tragic shit, and you're not moving me, mm, there's something wrong with the filmmaking there, personally speaking. Because I know plenty <laughs> of people adore this film that were moved by it, but... It did not work for me. And I thought I, I I for me when I was I was I I tuned in knowing Lupita had won an Oscar for this. I'm like, okay, so this is one of the great performances. Let me watch it. Especially what because you can actually knock it out of the park. This is what makes it more oh, yeah. disappointing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that is quite sad. What am I watching? Like she's just she's just crying. That's it. Like the, the scope of what she's like. You can't put this in an argument with things like Gollum and Bale and The Fighter and fucking Ben Kingsley and fucking, you know, Barry Keoghan. It's not in that level. It's not. Fuck that. No. 
shouldn't even have been nominated as far as I'm concerned. And I don't think that's harsh. But anyway, you're number one. Right. So do I reveal what was going to be my number one or do I just go with the official number one? I mean, by all means, have at it. But look, what I was going to go is the obvious Heath Ledger. Uh, public production. Like, I really did want like, I, I, I wanted that. But you reminded me of something and I have to bring it up. Dustin Hoffman as Rain Man. A film... I don't want to say it's one of those first serious films that I watched. But what that film done for me was such an eye-opener. And, like, to think this is the same guy who played Hook later on, it just, it doesn't compute to me, you know? Um, it was just, it was just fascinating. If I tell you, Rain Man, is, it, it's so weird how this happened. Rain Man was a VHS on my parents' shelf for the longest while. Never touched it. And one day, I remember saying to my sister, like, should we give this a shot? Must have been watched countless times. It it was so weird, and 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 it's sad to say this, but you have to pay attention to the generation and the age that we were. At first, you 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 kind of take Dustin Hoffman's character as kind of comedic in the beginning. You're like, oh my god, like you know, he, he's he's making some mistakes. And this was like a young age. I remember watching this. And then you, 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 you're like, hold on, this is actually really sad. Then you start to learn. It was the first time I'd ever learned about autism, ever. Had never heard of autism before. And then you start to see the traits and the, you know, the, the passion behind it and the bond. And again, Tom, Tom Cruise being the arsehole brother who just wants nothing but like the inheritance. Like, screw my parents. Yeah, my dad was a cunt. Da, 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 da. I want my money. Oh, what, my brother? Oh, some guy in, a, in an institution, like, screw him. I'm, yeah, I'll do whatever I need to do to get him. And some would say he abused him throughout, and there was nothing to it at the end. And even like, I do not agree with that. Moment. I don't want to, you know, a, a spoiler, but there is a level of care that's there, and the bond that was built between them, and what Hoffman portrayed in that to actually open your eyes. Now, I'm I'm one to say that my it's, it's nothing to, to be um, ashamed of. My cousin is on the spectrum of autistic, and with that was in special schools and has been around people with autism. And I, you know, he's got friends who are autistic, and I'm I've been in contact with real life autistic people since then. And what Hoffman showed there compared to what I have seen with people that I I I, I would even call friends of my own with autism is mirrored it was just powerful to a degree that I, it was again at the age i was i didn't even compute that i was looking at hook on screen you know but mm. to, to believe who he was and how he morphed into that character absolutely powerful and it was one um i don't know if it made it into my top 10 but it is one of my all-time favorite films and one that every time i get reminded of i'm like damn rain man like when you said it Earlier, I was like, whoa, 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 oh, oh, sugar, yeah, like show some love to Rain Man because what Hoffman done there, Stella. Yeah, I don't agree <laughs> at all that Tom was abusive to him the whole way. I think Rain Man's fantastic. Uh, the ending, much like Elvis, left me feeling a little bit cold and unfulfilled. And I don't think it was one of those movies where that's the point. So, no, it's not the point. I actually think the ending was a bit flat. Um, but for most part, yeah, I love Rain Man. Really, really love that film. Yeah. Would you like to take a guess at what my number one is, AJ? You have Honestly, three guesses. 
honestly, when I asked you about um, Bale, I really thought, and it hurt me that I haven't seen it because I tried to watch it today, but apparently stuff got in the way. Rockwell as in Vice, I thought was going to be your your number one, but that's he was he was in the discussion. That's that's for another. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, sometimes it's worth saving your number ones. I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. That's why I was like, do I reveal Joker? I don't even know if Joker will ever make it to number one because it's just too big. Um, number one. I can't think. It, it, is there a hint by the lead? If you give me a lead, maybe, if that would. Gene Kelly. Huh? Gene Kelly. Of course! <laughs> Cosmo! Yeah, boy. Cosmo. Cosmo, played by Donald O'Connor in Singing in the Rain. My God. This this fucking film. What a... Oh, this was a... I didn't say it. This was a global bastard watch, this one. This is when the world shut down for 18 months and it was like, well, what are we going to do? Watch movies and fuck. And this was one of the many movies that I had never seen before that I came across... And it's very rare that I see like, like my top 10 and top 20 are pretty much written in stone. It's very hard for a movie to sneak in there. Oh, this is top 10. <laughs> Singing it, in it, the Rain is hands down my favorite musical of all time. Better than La La Land? Yes, I prefer it to La La Land as a film. I love. Yeah, you got, no, no, that's, that's, that's chalk and cheese. Honestly, with no disrespect to La La Land when I say that. There's, there's a magic. La La Land writes a letter to the magic of this era. And this is yes, what I like. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, this was the true era of people who acted, sang, and danced. These are real mm-hmm. life performers. And honestly, I remember um, watching Singing in the Rain following your recommendation. I think it was like the week after because we've done one thing and then I think it was Golden Age movies and we're doing movies about a movie, whichever way it worked out. It, yeah, I think we've done a movie about a movie in which you then convinced me, then we was doing Golden Age, I was like, right, let me see it. And it was in my top four. And I can't remember the character, the, the actor's name, but the guy who plays Cosmo, I remember looking at him. Now, not only did when we talk about running up the wall, but it's the actual footwork. It's it's a thing of beauty that has you like, wow. And the thing is, is that people talk about Gene Kelly all the time. And I'm, you know, Fuck Gene, Gene Kelly, Kelly and I Gene love Gene Kelly. All the time. These are the names that you hear all the time. Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire. And I was like, whoa, 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 this guy? <laughs> Who's he? <laughs> like, who is he? Give him his props, man. Like, he... Yeah. Every time they are on screen together, it's it's irrefutable that your brain tells you, I must look at Gene Kelly, because it's Gene Kelly. Your eye is drawn to Donald O'Connor. Every time they are dancing together, because of the way he acts, because of this natural magnetism he has it's crazy to say because gene kelly is a much bigger household name than donald o'connor donald o'connor for me outperforms gene kelly in what is literally gene kelly's wheelhouse he is so charming in this film you can't not love him in this film like it's oh yeah no 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 that's a good choice bro that's a good choice. I, it moves me to my callback. He is, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's still top four territory. It, it's my oh. number one because of how much that movie hit me and made me realize, like, do you know what? It reminded me why I love movies because it'd been such a long time, like, because we watch a lot of movies on this podcast, obviously, like a lot of movies, you know, it's 
it's anywhere between seven to ten new movies a week, right? That's what we're trying to push ourselves to. It's not always new, but a lot of the time we do get new movies. And by watching so many movies, it does lead you somewhat to start watch to stop watching things as a movie fan. And this is the discussion we had before. Start watching things as a cinephile, which, like it or not, AJ, you are one now, my friend. And you may not. <laughs> I don't deny it. I still acknowledge there's a, there's a there's a bit to go. That's all. You may not articulate it or have like the fucking like same like. You may not articulate it or visualize film in the same way that I do, and that's absolutely fine because we're both different in that sense, yin and yang, bro. But <laughs> you definitely go from being a movie goer to a cinephile at some point and that's when you've just watched a lot of fucking movies where you start you know what like when you watch a horror and you can say and uh, jump scare in three two one that was one two three but three two one bang or when you can watch a uh, an mcu movie and go viz danvers i know what the whole movie is now or when you can watch matchstick men and go cool so he's going to be betrayed right about now and it's like you, you when you can see a movie ahead of its time that for me is when you've like leveled up right because and you know that because you've watched so many movies because going yeah. back to ro what rob says on the bigger movie podcast there are effectively only seven stories so when you see them reshuffled and rejiggled in different ways you start to see those stories and you're like okay I'm familiar with this story. This is what I think is going to happen. It's when you get surprised. You're like, oh, cool. You surprised me. That kind of makes me like you more because I've absorbed so many movies that I like this. But by absorbing and by watching, you do become a little bit jaded. That doesn't mean you don't enjoy movies anymore. But because you can guess everything, it kind of makes you not absorb them and enjoy them. As no, you know the, the, the river. Bro, singing in the rain grabbed me by the fucking gonads and said love me and i was like yes okay i love you was, it it blew me away it is in my top 10 of all time it's my favorite favorite um musical ever donald o'connor bro you know the story and i'll share this now with the whole world yeah. i love this film so fucking much and i love this performance so fucking much my wife is hassling me for a second baby at the moment god please let me have another daughter but if we do have another son, he's being called Cosmo. Fact. I remember, I remember you saying this. I remember you saying this. I love um, him. I, 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 love just kind of spun I just kind of spun there to make sure no one else would put any um, Rushmore's out there. And I saw Gavin say that I dropped the C-bomb. So I do want to apologise to anyone who does get offended by that word. Um, well, yeah. cunt. Yeah, bro. I, I just said I, I apologise I didn't use it. But yes. I How the cunting hell is the word cunt now a bomb? It always has been. It always happens. No. Bro, do you know? Here, here's the thing. Yeah. I once remember, I can't remember what it was. It's the first time I'd ever learned what it was. And I was saying something like, it's a country or something. Like, I was saying something like that as a kid. And my mm. aunts were like, what did you? Oh, okay. And I was like, what? Did I? I thought you were saying a bad word. Like, the, the word. And I was like, what? And then that's when they told me what it was. And like, you don't say that. Like, I remember, oh, I keep calling him Lovejoy. Um, such a disrespect to his name. And I was watching him on American Horror Story as well. Ian Ian McShane. And apparently he was it Deadwood he was doing or something like that on, on Sky One. And people were like, they use the sea bomb all the time. It's disgusting. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I know I have a foul mouth. Sorry, so. This is a world that I am not familiar with. Why we throw the word 
a soul bomb. We say cunt in my house. It is a term of endearment for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> I, I'm familiar with it. Like, can I, without the divulging too much, once my other half was called that by someone very close and she was majorly offended. The person was like, I, I, I didn't mean it as you are one. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's that. Gavin, man, um, thanks, Gavin. What's this that Gavin's AJ, I'm, I'm not, not offended by it. it. I just wasn't expecting something. <laughs> it's never been damned in Scotland. Yeah. So, oh, there we go. We're both tapping it. Yeah. So, and I can do that. Like, between Nick and I, like, all the time, Europe. Yeah, it's there. But there are others who are deeply, deeply offended by that word. To them, I say, uh, change yeah. your tampon and say, stop yeah. being a cunt. Uh, yeah, so it, it's bad to say in some countries like the US, it isn't offensive to us, but a lot of people that don't realise it in different connotations. Yeah, like, they get offended yeah. by that. I've been to towns where they sing songs about fucking their cousins, so cunt off. <laughs> <coughs> the idea okay. of fucking my cousin, and I have been now to these places, I can speak from first-hand experience. The idea of fucking my cousin is way more offensive to me than the word cunt. Why do you say that American sea cunt as the worst swear word always been crazy to me? But yeah. Cunts. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> disrespect to my American friends. Those offended by it. So like, let, let's, yeah. Just those who fuck their cousins. And yes, I've met some of them. Much to my chagrin. Okay. I'm not even lying. You know this to be true. I'm literally not lying. Right. So, shall we do uh, our rush mode or do we, yeah. Well, let's let's read through the screen as Rushmore's, um, and then we'll do our Rushmore, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Riri Thomas says Dennis Hopper in True Romance, Alan Rickman as Snape in any good shout in any of the Harry Potters. Um, just more of my faves. Francis Lalonde says Silver Screen Dudes. My Rushmore: Kenny Baker is nice. Kenny Baker is R2D2 in Star Wars. Peter Sellers in the Pink Panther. Oh, nice. Dwight Fry in uh, Dracula and Sigourney Weaver as Dana Barrett in Ghostbusters. Nice. Uh, nice. Mixed Memorabilia says, for me, the greatest supporting actor performance is without any doubt Robert De Niro in The Godfather Part 2. Uh, Gavin Mann says, 10 to 6, Hugh O'Connor, my left foot, playing the young Christy Brown. Um, uh, yeah. Yayan yeah. And that was on TV the other day, and I was saying it, you know, this kid doesn't get enough props for what he done. No, he doesn't. Or... He's brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Yayan Ruhia in The Raid. He's the one who plays Mad Dog. Rachel Weiss in The Favourite. Nice. And uh, Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards. Alan Rickman in Die Hard. And Gavin Mann's 5 through 1. Val Kilmer in Tombstone. I still need to see that film. Alan Ford in Snatch. That's a good fucking shout. Samuel Jackson is uh, in Pulp Fiction. Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting. And number one, J.K. Simmons in Whiplash. Uh, Paul Sekulich is 10 to 6. We've got Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Fletcher in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Rickman in Robin Hood. Uh, Morgan Freeman in Shawshank. And uh, Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Uh, mm, so Samuel may need to be on this list. That's twice now. Paul Sekulich uh, is 5 to 1. Is Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards? Daniel Day Lewis in Gangs of New York? Joe Pesci in Goodfellas? De Niro in Godfather Part 2? My guy, Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mixed memorabilia's movie, uh, movie Mount Rushmore is De Niro in The Godfather Part 2. Daniel Day Lewis in uh, gang, yeah, Gangs yes, of New York. York. 
Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards, Siddiqui in Gangs of Wasepo, Bale in The Fighter, my man, uh, Pesci in Goodfellas, Jackson in, uh, Pulp Fi- in Pulp Fiction, Hoffman in Sleepers, Ledger in The Dark Knight, and De Niro in Mean Streets. Two De Niro's, eh? Nice. Uh, YG goes 10, uh, Ali Ermi in Full Metal Jacket, Robert Shaw in Jaws, Bricktop in Snatch, Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight, Rafe Fiennes in Schindler's List, Joe Pesci in Goodfellas, J.K. Simmons in Whiplash, Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction, Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards, and Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. True story, it was. It was a supporting role. That's, that is true. That is true. I dig that. Any more... Uh, <laughs> Rob Barber and their brother Mike Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Americans can't even say twat properly. What the fuck is twat? That's very true. I, 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 twat. It, does, it does jar me to hear people say twat. It really does. It, it, it's, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Uh, and Billy Mount says, My Rushmore is Waltz and Django, Jonah Hill in Wolf of Wall Street, Alan Rickman in Die Hard, Alicia Vikander in The Danish Girl. Nice one, Morgan Freeman in Shawshank. Also, Tom Cruise is... Ah. <laughs> oh! Oh, ah. you, bro. Oh, shit. Oh, that hurt me. You know that one. Fuck. Shit. Uh, <laughs> there will always be another. Another. Yeah. Another top ten. Uh, right. How do you want to play this? I... Listen, I'm not batting for my number one to be in there. It doesn't have to be in there. It's a very personal choice. That said, I do think that Mr. Gollum should be in there. I, I'm interested to see how people read into that. You know, I, I don't. I, I fear it's going to get battered for the wrong reasons. Gonna, mm, I, I, I don't know. I just feel people are going to read it. People wrong. will. I know the argument will be people will say it's not a supporting role. It's an ensemble cast. I'll be like, it's not another it's not <laughs> yg says what do you guys think about a worst accents in movies 10 movie top 10 movies top 10 do you know the thing about that i i i need to go back and watch it but opening it, up a it, can it, of worms it's here quite <laughs> it's quite offensive to me when i say this because i feel like an idiot for it I actually fell for don Cheadle's british accent in oceans 11 i know some people think it's the absolute worst did it doesn't bother me at all i didn't fall for it but it didn't bother me i remember some people like it's the worst british accent ever i was like oh okay like i i i, I fell for it so much so that i was like oh he's he's, a, he's american like i i hands down admit to that error uh, i i could we could do but i don't know how the world reads bad accents and i don't want to be throughout the whole well movie. yg says can't believe you said that aj and rob barbara i'm gonna hurt you here um, Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock is dog shit. I don't agree. I really like him as Sherlock. <laughs> I don't have a beef with it either. No beef. But yeah, like apologies, guys. So I don't I don't know how it would work. So I feel like it's gonna be based off of what people say as opposed to personal opinion on this. Like don't get me wrong. Of course. Maybe, it's, 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 maybe in, in the first final four, in the top four might be the entire cast of Cool Runnings because those guys did not do the greatest Jamaican accents. But aside from that... You didn't lie, doggy dog, man. Uh, the only thing yeah. that makes it worse, and he's not there, is the prick who was um, in Luke, Luke Cage. I can't even remember the villain he was. But the guy who done the Jamaican accent in that, it was so 
painful for me to watch season two of Luke Cage based on that guy's Jamaican accent. I just wanted to throw stuff at the TV. <laughs> Riri Thomas's Rushmore is Samuel L. Jackson, Dennis Hopper, Andy Serkis, and Meryl Streep. Okay, Andy needs to be in there. Can we go with this, please? I'll, I'll put it in. That's, I've already put that down. Cool. And what would you like to bat for? See, Hoffman and Rain Man. kind of a co-lead isn't it so then do i go back to ledger as number one then if he's a co-lead i will go back to ledger as my number one and in which case i will then put that which might be no don't put one. ledger on it's redundant to put that in a poll this is what i said going back to yg's comment i don't know how people will see hopper in true romance if they will see that as a supporting act absolutely I would... well why not some might say he wasn't in it long enough. It's are are you okay with that going in? I'm absolutely okay with that going in. That's two. Okay. Uh, hmm. Bro, I don't have a beef with Singing in the Rain. I just feel it might... It will get trounced. People will not have seen it enough. Riri Thomas is telling me wow. to put Donald O'Connor on, but I uh, no. I want Christoph to. My Waltz. heart wants to. Christoph Waltz? Or is that another like ledger? It's just too big. It... This is what I feel. This is what I fear. I, I mean JK. JK in there. Oh, yeah. And anyway, JK Ronnie. So that would have been nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh right, we're missing one. Uh, let's let's do Ali Ermi, the drill sergeant. Come on! But I, I'm down he's, for he's that. Never been on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm down for that. I mean, the AJ in me really wants to say Samuel L. Jackson, the Die Hard of Avengers, but the full oh, spot does belong to the screen. Huh? The fourth spot does belong to the screeners, but if you want, if guys Still really want to use, I'm now going to put a choice for you. In the comments, I would like you all to tell me who you would like to go in. These are your choices. We have got Samuel L. Jackson in Die Hard 3. We have got Ali Ermi in Full Metal Jacket. And I can type that would be great. Uh... Jamie Lee Curtis, true lies. Say it, I get hot. <laughs> uh, how about Bale in the fighter? Go for it. Go for it. I'm down with it. Again, I've not seen it, but I, I know it's I know it's a stellar performance. I'm aware of this. Okay, guys, these are your three choices, and it's you guys who take up mixed memorabilia. Like I thought Screener got two spots. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Nice try. Nice try. Power to the people within reason. Um, these are your choices. They are in the comments now. Samuel L. Jackson in Die Hard 3, Ali Ermi in Full Metal Jacket, and Christian Bale in The Fighter. Everyone, please get voting down in the comment section down below. Um, also, one thing I'd actually like to add, AJ, have you been on our YouTube page recently? I saw the banner. Saw the banner, yeah? 
Yeah, nice. Nice, no? Uh, oh, Rob Barber says Bale. Mixed memorabilia says Bale. That's two for Bale. Paul Sekulic says Bale. Ruby four, Thomas four says Bale. Bale. Okay, <laughs> the fire it is. I'm very happy that people agree with me on that. I'm very happy about that. Christian Bale. He's a fighter. Now. We've got it. Uh, cool. Ready to rock and roll? Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore, our first of season six. The movie Mount Rushmore of supporting performances in no particular order is Andy Serkis, Lord of the Rings. Our second entry is Dennis Hopper, True Romance. Our third entry is J.K. Simmons, Whiplash. Our final entry into the movie Mount Rushmore of supporting performances is Christian Bale, The Fighter. Nice. I have a feeling he... Oh, but J.K.'s... Part of me wants to say Bale might take it, but Simmons is a, ooh, is a tough cookie as well to beat in that film. We'll see. Next week. Next week, we'll reveal it all. So, um, to wrap it up, guys, uh, I imagine we want to know what next week's topic is. Next week's topic is, uh, thanks to, <laughs> it's actually voted for by one of the members of uh, Bigger Movie Pod, one of the best podcasts out there that isn't ours, Mr. Matt Sales from Bigger Movie Pod, and also Tucky, version one. Both independently picked this topic, so we thought to become one, let's make this topic. Top 10 movies set in New York. So thank you uh, at 1986 Matt Sales of the Bigger Movie Pod and at Tucky Version 1. We will be doing that next week. Uh, it will be back to normal starting time of 9 p.m., TFL allowing for AJ's transport home, of course, but we're aiming for 9 p.m. Um but yeah, so that has been the first show of season six. Thank you very much. Uh, please do be sure as always to like the video. It does help us with the YouTube algorithm. Share the video with anyone who you think could be interested. Likewise with the podcast, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you do want to become a Silver Screen Dudes member, the link to all that is below at, uh, on uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash movie dudes. Um, Rob Barber says TFL wankers. I completely <laughs> agree with that. This is actually National Rail, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave TFL because they actually helped me get home today. But it's all the same bracket in it. It's just one. Page. Gavin Mann, topic for next week: movie setting New York, my friend. And uh, yeah, so we will also be announcing next week what the additional behind paywall content is. AJ, I'm going to talk to you about that when we get <laughs> off air now in just a moment. But yeah, guys, thank you as always for joining us. Stay creative, stay safe. I'm Nicolero. We'll see you soon. See ya.